Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. days apart, you have a white supremacists in Charlottesville use a vehicle to kill, and here you have attackers at least following the modus operandi using vehicles uh, apparently to kill as well. Every single day. Yeah, and there will be questions about copycats, there will be questions if uh, what happened in Barcelona uh, was at all, at all a copycat version of what happened in Charlottesville, Virginia. You cannot be serious! Are fake news. Very fake news. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show, terrific show, tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. Flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, uh, my pre-show enraged co-host. I think I got <laughs> you with that show intro. Yeah. That's, I, you've heard that probably five times by now, but it still bugs you. Oh, God. They can't be serious. <laughs> we'll get to that uh, throughout the show, because that's... Uh, I don't know. Every time I think CNN can't reach a new height of fake news, they do. Uh, and that was uh, a worthy competitor. I'm a little bit off my game, too. You know why? I um, I go to the fridge, as I usually do when we're setting up, because i got to grab my silver bullet. The only time I drink them is when we're on the air. All out. Oh Not no. prepared for the show with a silver bullet, so vitamin water it is. Mm. Anyway, about the show, uh, we had a great conversation with Liberty Doll earlier this week, uh, recommended to me by a lot of uh, tweeters, and I was previously unfamiliar with Liberty Doll, but uh, I'm glad that we hosted her. I, I thought she was great. I really liked talking yeah. to her. So uh, she does good work. She will, uh, we'll, we'll play that interview at the end of the show here, so that'll be in about an hour's time uh, if you're looking for that. In the meantime, another week, another fresh set of insanity to cover. First order of business is actually recapping the fake news of last week's news. So there are, <laughs> there are leftovers from Charlottesville media coverage that I have to play. Uh, oh, is Caesar? Caesar is humping my bigger dog. Caesar, stop it. Caesar, we have a very important show to do. You can't be interrupting. <laughs> I know, jeez. Anyway. No, some of this, some of this leftover coverage from Charlottesville is uh, definitely worth a play uh, for for laughter or for tears, depending on your perspective. We'll get into that, um, and that will bring us to this week's political demonstration: the free speech rally in Boston, which, um, as far as I can tell, exactly zero prominent white supremacists <laughs> showed up for. Yeah, uh, and, and lo and behold, though Antifa. Still there, still being violent, still being degenerate, still doing terrible things to police officers. And uh, I, I don't see the same media scrutiny being applied. How strange. How what bizarre. A shock. So we'll look at what happened in Boston. We had a 
well, I, I, I teased this. We, we had, of course, the terrible attack in Barcelona, another terror attack to talk about, rivaled in terribleness only by Wolf Blitzer and his correspondent on CNN. <laughs> what could have caused this? Was it a copycat? I don't know. Uh, so we'll, we'll figure out what happened in Barcelona and play that clip and, and break it down because that is oh, God. It's, just, it's just good stuff. It's entertainment value is very high, at least. Um, hey, you live in Seattle. I sure do. Why um why do people throw coffee at Alex Jones on site in Seattle? <laughs> yeah, do you see why I'm afraid to go outside? Everyone's like, "Why don't you have any friends in Seattle? You're such a yeah. hermit." And like, because if I go outside, I'm afraid that this is going to happen to me. It, it's probably my favorite clip of the week is Alex Jones out on the street talking about Barcelona, and everyone <laughs> that walks by basically tells him to go fuck himself. And <laughs> one guy throws coffee on him. It's great. It's just a lot of valuable comedy in there. Yeah. And um, remember that eight-year-old drag queen named Lactatia? How could I forget? You ruined my weekend in San Diego. I remember. Oh, yeah. Well, she's back to ruin another weekend. There is, or he, I guess he. It's not a she. I don't know. I don't know what the gender status is. It is a he, and you need to say that. There's a, well, yeah, but I don't know what mom says. And that's the, that's the feature of this sequel piece is there's a lot more of Lactatia's mom. We get an idea of what mom is thinking and putting her son on gender bending sexual display uh, and why we should praise that. So an update from Lactatia and it's as bad as it sounds. seems like we close every week with something like that, but hey, that's just <laughs> what happens. Uh, and of course we will take super chat comments and questions in between topics. It will be all this and more. On your favorite hour listening material, thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us float, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is Beauty and the Beta at gmail.com. You can listen to the show if you don't want to watch it on YouTube. If you're driving around, whatever you got, uh, you got things to do, you want to listen, check out iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Now what's going on? He is just going to town on my big dog. <laughs> don't turn, gotta... don't turn your camera. We'll get demonetized. <laughs> Good God. Uh, wherever you can find your audio podcast, you can find us. That um, Speaking of getting demonetized, you might as well just hop into it because I have some housekeeping items I want to take care of before we jump into the meeting to- the meaty topics here. Always love listener art. Got some listener art this week to break the internet that I'm not even sure if I can share. So I had to censor your butt. <laughs> I had to censor your butt from this art from uh, Kevin Schooler. Um, very high class artwork i must say yeah high class pornography that's what i want in my fan art ah just joking <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you'll you'll live to regret that but I um, but yeah. man high high uh attention to detail high i don't know I, I can't critique art i don't know anything about art i just know it's when pretty. it looks I mean, good and this looks good i wish good. my yeah. butt looked like that but it doesn't always but appreciate the augmentations kevin you know? schuler always does great work he's done oh that. is it schuler did i miss i thought I think so. I don't know. Oh, what would you I say? Said, I said schooler, but I, yeah, I might be wrong. I think so, it's schooler. I don't know. Apology for that. But uh, Kevin S. Do appreciate your artwork. He's done tons of YouTuber artwork, like a bunch of different people. And he's always <laughs> kind of has this theme of, um, I don't know what his medium is, but it's always on a black background like that with dramatic lighting. And it always mm-hmm. looks really cool. Um, other housekeeping item. You may have heard uh, that I'm I, the fantasy football league I was doing is closed, but I'm still doing a survivor pool. If you want to get in on my survivor pool, anyone can play. Send me an email, MatthewLChristensen at gmail.com if you want to play in my NFL survivor pool this year. And um, this, the, other, the only other thing is there was a great news story this week, speaking of sports, that uh, doesn't fit anywhere in the show. It's just you don't have to be a sports <laughs> fan to appreciate this. Okay. People, you will like it. Uh, you're familiar with the concept of a first pitch. 
at a baseball yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and at the Red Sox game recently this week at a Red Sox game, they had a uh, a cancer survivor uh, uh, young man. I f- he's a teenager. I forget how old he is. Approximately a teenager, late teens. You know, young adult comes out to to throw the first pitch because he's a cancer survivor. He'd thrown before, and um, I mean, I've seen bad first pitches. This is bad in a brand new way. Check this out. All right, Jordan, fire it in there. <laughs> right to the crotch of a seventeen-year-old. And there's there's more. There's some color to add to the story. Cancer survivor Jordan Leandre strolled to the mound for the first pitch during the Jimmy Fun telethon. It was emotional, special, awesome. No one was thinking about strikes or balls until this. This is the photographer's view. You can see the ball there just before sudden impact. Tony Capabianco of the Lawrence Eagle Tribune, sensing social media infamy, quickly tweeted, you're welcome, world. So do you play baseball? <laughs> I do, and actually, believe it or not, I am a pitcher. So <laughs> that makes this whole situation even even funnier. Funny because the story ends like this, with Jordan and Tony outside Fenway shaking hands and smiling. After all, there's no crying in baseball. That's pretty great. I, Aww, I, at least <laughs> it was a heartwarming story in the end. Yeah, you remember that Simpsons back in the day when Hans Molman gets hit by a football in the crotch and it wins like some film award or something like that? No. Oh, well, old school. I thought you were an old school Simpsons fan. It's been a really long time, like yeah. decades since some of those episodes. Yeah. Well, old school Simpsons fans will remember. It's uh, This is cinema on par with man hit and crotch by football or whatever it was Oh, called. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so we uh, we can hop right into the leftovers from Charlottesville, or should we pause for super chat? What's we should pause for super chats. Okay. We got we got some super chats. Uh, we have Neo twenty four five dollars. Here's some shekel for you, filthy goys. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Two dollars and Robert Atkinson Sound petition like the at White Post, House. By the way, I know right. <laughs> uh, so now we can all say goy, right? Huffington Post has made it so that it's normalized. So I think we can all. Yeah, say Yeah, I now. didn't put that. We're not going to cover that, but that was bizarre. I mean, we're not. Gonna I thought it was strange too. Yeah. Steve Bannon leaving. Like we've talked about so many White House departures and new faces that I just, I just. Uh, oh I don't God. want to repeat that stuff. But yeah, Steve Bannon leaves and the Huffington Post says, by Goy yeah. as its headline. Very They bizarre. changed it after like, I don't know, a few minutes, I think. Yeah. Um, then we have Robert Atkinson, $2. Uh, petition at White House clearing Antifa a terrorist organization. I have seen that. Haven't signed yeah. it. Um, Sargon, I think, mentioned it in his most recent video. Which and it cleared 100000 So it's supposed to oh, be really? a formal White House response now, if that's still the standard. But it has oh, cleared 100000 Excellent. Um. John Winkleheimer, men should shower with other men. You have someone to talk to you about stuff. Also, <laughs> it's better for the environment because it saves water. My uncle says it's not gay. No arguments <laughs> there. Persuaded. Uh, the data Drew gave us $10. The only way I would get Facebook account is if ISIS kidnaps Mark Zuckerberg and beheads him on Facebook Live. I am not ashamed of this. Jeez. Jeez. We, got, we got some fans. That right? would violate the terms of service. It, it would. They well, maybe don't. not. Maybe you can't. I mean, you can't just shut down um, Muslim accounts either. That's like, that's bigotry, right? Where does Mark Zuckerberg stand on that? <laughs> we need out. your answer, Mark. <laughs> uh, Joshy Marshall, $5. There was an Antifa rally here in my hometown of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Tennessee. Luckily, I don't think much happened. Hmm. I did not know that. I didn't hear anything about that. Not a thing. Uh-uh. Yeah, I have a uh, Chattanooga Antifa rally? 
Uh, that's what he said. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Premier Starfish. Hey guys, thanks for all you do. Question. Do you think all people can be convinced into having an open dialogue or are people on the extreme ends too far gone? Um, all people? Certainly not all people. Yeah. Definitely some people not are all definitely people. too far gone. Yeah. Um, Did you see that Vice interview with Christopher Cantwell? I, I featured it in my most recent. Yeah. I've, well, I've not seen it in, in its entirety, but I've seen clips of it in the various stuff I it's, watch. It's pretty bad. I mean, but you think that guy that you're going to be able to be like. Now let me talk to you about the Jews. Like people like that, they're they're too far gone. There's Do you nothing... have any Jewish friends? We yeah. should. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. Get you on J date um, or something like that. Um, so I would say definitely people are too people on both. Yeah, you're well, not going to reason with any Antifa members either. And I, by the same token, I, I obviously I try to be fair and measured in my approach to things, but I get plenty of people on Twitter or elsewhere, social media calling me uh, a far right Nazi, whatever. Um, when I, when I'm trying to be as reasonable and fair as possible, there are plenty of people who are just not available to to reason dialogue, but that doesn't, it doesn't mean we shouldn't stop trying. I will never stop trying. (laughs) I think most, I think in the end reason prevails. I think that most people are available to it. That's optimistic of you. You think that most people are available to be reasoned with yeah but certainly not all like there are plenty of fringe people who are unavailable i don't even know if i would say most mm. i would say most people are can't can't be reasoned with they're too set in their ways mm. um right. debate for another day ah uh, then we have the famous squirrel knight that gave us 10 euro thank you they're victor erster schlampen and then this emoticon Ah, the like, uh, is that devil horns? Yeah, that's devil horns, right? At least live. I I don't know what that means, so I can't even opine on this. But <laughs> normally, he we think it's something disgusting, and it's not. So yeah. Um. Then we have tropical toucan, ten dollars. When I see the antifa with bats and shields in the street, it makes me, it makes me want to pull my Renaissance fair garb and full armor sword shield and fight them in the battle. <laughs> that would be so funny. Yeah. I love that that visual image. Yeah. Um. Then we have Schwarbage truck, two dollars. Matt, sing the song that's at the end of end of your vids. I'm not going to sing it, but it's by my friend Josh. Um, ah. Yeah. And he does it better um, than I can because it's his song. And then we have DKJ Spec, a garbage human, $5. Can we talk about the Defender's ham-fisted dog shit white privilege rant? Why must all this bull be crammed into all media? I don't know. Did I'm unfamiliar with that. I haven't heard it. Go ahead and send and me then, an email. If you, if yeah, you shoot us an email. Um, and then let's save the, let's save the rest for okay. later. Okie doke. Uh, okay, so obviously we talked Charlottesville at length last week. I did two videos related to Charlottesville this week. I don't need to re- rehash or recap the facts. But um, <laughs> thankfully, we have plenty of fake news media to do a lot of the fact checking for us. I couldn't believe this. I was t- talking to you about this on Wednesday or some point during this week because the, the mainstream media that I watch most frequently is NBC News because I don't have cable. I just have over the air. So I wake up in the morning, I make my breakfast, and I turn on the Today Show because – Oh, my God. What a horrible way to start the day. Why do you yeah, do this I mean, yourself? And obviously they have a slant. But the reason I do it is, one, I, 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 you can get a sense of the events that are going on in the world – whether or not they're portraying them accurately. And two, I want to see how they're covering it because I always enjoy this, the slant. And usually there is a slant. That doesn't surprise me. This yeah. week, in addition to what I had already talked about with Peter Alexander and the vice president saying, well, what, Mr. President, what are the sides? What are you talking about when you say what are the sides? Acting like they don't know what right. Antifa is and the rest of these far-left violent groups. Their guy, Tom Costello, goes and asks the police chief, hey, who are the... Um, the president said there were multiple sides. Uh, 
would you say that one side was more responsible for the violence than the other? And the police chief answers. Then Tom Costello goes and produces his fact check piece and cuts out a very important segment of what the police chief said, which was there are there were mutually engaged combatants. So check out this Today Show fact check. Again, they have the audacity to call it a fact check. That is the premise here. But who is to blame for the violence? Charlottesville Police Chief Al Thomas. Do you believe that one side was more responsible than another for instigating the violence? This was an alt-right rally. Cut. And then he'll continue to opine. And it was an accused white nationalist with a car who allegedly killed 32-year-old Heather Heyer. Yet the president suggested both sides share equal blame. Okay, now here's the, the uncut footage of Tom Costello asking the question to the police chief and his answer. Do you believe that one side was more responsible than another for instigating the violence? This was an alt-right rally. Do you believe that they're the ones who instigated the rally, uh, the, the fighting? Uh, we did have mutually combative um, individuals um, in the crowd. Uh, we tried to be patient. We tried to give um, the, the individuals in the crowd who wanted to leave, we wanted to make sure that they were able to leave safely. So why was that cut out? Why was <laughs> that just why. cut? <laughs> it, it, the, this is the kind of stuff that's like that Milwaukee thing last summer of the sister calling for peace. Don't burn down our communities, cut. Go burn down their communities. <laughs> you, it, it, the, just like with CNN, where you, where you know it wasn't a mistake because they cut consecutive sentences. In this yeah. case, Tom Costello, the guy doing the story, is the one who asked the question. He was there right in front of the and police the chief. And the follow-up question. They can't even feign ignorance. Have they issued yeah. any kind of attraction or anything Not like that? Not to my knowledge, no. Jesus um, Christ. That's so bad. It's bad. That's so it's bad. bad. And yet the president is saying there were equal, there's equal blame to go around. Yeah, the police chief, you know, basically said that too, but you just cut it out. That's unbelievable. But, it, you know, it only gets um, faker from here. Did you see <laughs> the news only gets faker from here? The, did you see MSNBC covering hate symbols from Charlottesville? No. Well, they got a very important hate symbol that you should be aware of that might pop up in Charlottesville and elsewhere. This is the Kekistan flag. It's a fictional country that was created by 4chan users. It mimics the German Nazi war flag with a logo replacing the swastika, and it's a symbol of white nationalism. Keep an eye out for those flags. These, this stuff is important because this is not general, uh, here's what we think about the world. These are groups that espouse, in many cases, violence and certainly white supremacism, uh, anti-Semitism, anti-gay, uh, anti-black, uh, anti-immigrant sentiments. So if you see these flags in your neighborhoods, this is something to think about. And that's the reason we want to highlight it. You know what? Reason, you have to know this stuff. The reason we want this stuff to be highlighted, we said it earlier, many of these groups recruit white, right. male, young, educated now, young men. You have men. to know if somebody you have white male is, is looking at these things or talking about them, you need to know what they are. This isn't just about uh, your personal identity. These are hate groups. Kekistan is a hate group. It's like watching your parents try to understand. Like I try, I, I said this a few weeks ago, but I would try. Was trying to describe to my mom what a meme is. Yeah. And it was really difficult. But this is like watching your parents try to figure out internet culture. Yeah. And to be fair, they did go through a series of genuine, like symbols that are real and associated <laughs> with white nationalism, white supremacism, whatever. But their inability to distinguish um, what is satire, what is just memery, that is. Uh, I, I've, we know they live in kind of a coastal bubble, 
but right. don't, how do you, don't you go on the internet? What do you do at home when you go home? <laughs> don't you go on the internet like everybody else? How? I guess they're reading mainstream media. I mean, <sighs> I don't think they're getting on 4chan. I bet most people that saw that were like, what is 4chan? I don't think my parents would know. Hmm. Uh, did you see that, uh, there was another encounter between Trump and, uh, Mr. Fake News himself, Jim Acosta. No. Oh, this was great. So, um, the, uh, this was Monday. Trump is talking about Chinese, uh, some sort of new Chinese trade investigation into Chinese trade practices, shady trade practices on the part of China. I'm, I'm not entirely familiar with what his plan is here, but he's talking about that. And then the media, uh, try to get in some questions. One oh, was whom, this the Charlottesville presser? No, no, but it was um it was on Monday and he had that Monday press presser about Charlottesville ah. in which he named specific groups and then there was the Tuesday one which was But impromptu. he didn't call anybody fake news in the Charlottesville presser, did he? Not to my knowledge. But okay. this was the same day and this is what was said. President, can you explain why you did not Mr. President, haven't you spread a lot of fake news yourself? It, uh, it, it, um, somehow that joke doesn't get old to me. I, I appreciate it every time. <laughs> That's Especially great. with Jim Acosta. Every time it's this Jim Acosta. That's why we elected him. Yeah, yeah. Of all the things that annoy me about Trump, and believe me, there are plenty, as I'm sure you would say too, when he's kind of in dad mode and you're sort of embarrassed about your <laughs> weird yeah. dad sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah. Like his Charlottesville presser, he ended it talking about his home in Charlottesville, and it was so cringy at the end. I was like, yeah. you did such a good job deflecting. Now stop talking, Dad. <laughs> but but if these are the kind of moments that I don't get tired of, the, the yeah. calling out of the Jim Acostas of the world. And Jim Acosta, man, he's just going to keep going back at it, not phased at all by the Stephen Miller smackdown. I know. <laughs> he's right back at it trying to hit That's hard again. That's self-righteousness. It just yeah. fuels him. Uh, last thing about Charlottesville, there was a particular, um, noteworthy person. I was going to try to make a, a, a pun about, I don't know, size or something like that, but I couldn't, I couldn't get it in. Anyway, uh, a, a particular individual showed up at Charlottesville giving us the treatment or giving these people the treatment <laughs> that he gave us last summer in Cleveland, following people around, shoving phones in their faces. Daryl Lamont Jenkins back at it again in Charlottesville. And if you just to be clear, smacks the guy on the back, smacks him on the back of the head. Oh my God. That was no the opportunity idea. for people to kick the shit out of Daryl Lamont Jenkins lost. Totally <laughs> lost. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know who that guy was. I don't know what his political beliefs are, but to me irrelevant. If you're going to smack a person in the back of the head, you are asking for trouble. And 
you know, obviously that guy's not hurt, but you are at that point assaulting a person. You're smacking yeah. people in the back of the head. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, oh. I don't know what the, what that guy's beliefs were, but I got to say, in the heat of the moment with Daryl Lamont Jenkins following you around in stalker fashion, I've been there. I've been there. And with his stupid phone in your face like that, I've been there. If Daryl would have smacked me like that in Cleveland, I don't know that I would have shown that patience. Yeah. I don't know that show that um, that I would have that I would have been as patient as as those guys and not struck back. So they might be scumbags. I don't know, but credit where due. Credit where due yeah. for that type of patience. Uh, and I want to say congratulations to Daryl Lamont Jenkins on defying the odds and still being alive despite carrying around a 150 pound <laughs> internal backpack all the time. I know. Congratulations. Jeez. I mean, we were talking about this uh, a little while back, but like last summer he was pretty fat, but I swear to God he's gained a hundred pounds since last summer. I think he ate himself from last summer. <laughs> I think that's what happened. <laughs> Boy. Okay. That was last week's political event, ma major high profile political event. This weekend's major high profile political event was Boston. You want to hop into Boston or should, should we take another break? Uh, let's do. Do you want to do some super chats? Sure. We don't have to do all of them. Um, let's see. Where did I leave off? At the Goy's one. Uh, just ain't no way. Give us two dollars. No note. Thank you for that. Squirrel Thanks. Knight gave us another five euro and said, "Oy vey, Neo twenty four. You guys are, <laughs> boy, jeez." Um, Scott so. Lobby, five dollars. Supporting my favorite ghost, blonde and stick. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, or ruse and or knots gave us five dollars. I enjoy the contrast between you two. You have great great chemistry as co-hosts. Thank you very much. Thanks. Just wish, just wish Matt didn't mute me on Twitter. We can disagree. Still love you. I don't. Uh, I, I don't. I don't recall. I, I don't know. I generally don't mute too much unless there's a reason. So maybe you gave me a reason. I don't know. <laughs> uh, go ahead and send me an email if you want, or maybe there's a misunderstanding. Uh, Ricardo Saracino, two dollars. Thank you for that. Hayden Bork, uh, fifteen dollars ninety nine cents. Hey, Blonde, thanks for converting me from social justice. I used to be a male feminist until I discovered your videos, and now I'm on my fifth swastika tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I give them where due. I got to find it. Where is it? I know the timing's not great. Here we go, but you earned it. That's for you. There we go. Uh, <laughs> then we have... Uh, FFA Youp, why the twins uh, hats, Matt? Because I love the twins. Simple. Answer. That's a good enough reason. <laughs> um, John Winkleheimer, two dollars. I haven't bathed in three weeks. Congrats, bra. Congrats. Uh, Joel Dykman, five dollars. Media: The Nazis in Charlottesville killed one person using an automobile. Jihadis, hold my kebab. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that um, regarding Barcelona in a little bit. Yeah. And we have Liberative $5 CNN's piece on Antifa fighting for pieces garbage. It's like trying to fuck for virginity. <laughs> Did, I, I should ask, um, I should ask uh, Liberative later on Twitter because yeah. the title was garbage, but I was telling you before the show, the video piece was actually not was that bad. Yeah. They sat down with a bunch of Portland Antifa people and got some. I wonder if it was just tone deafness. Did they yeah, read I... that back and they were like, uh, this is going to look bad. Yeah, it was weird because it was a garbage title. And I haven't read the article. There's an article that's with it, too. I haven't read that, but I watched the video. And the video was surprisingly, dare I say, good for CNN. At least it had a lot of Antifa people in their own words describing what their worldview is. And I kind of appreciated that. Um, then we have another 10-year from Squirrel Night. By the way, last week when I asked you to upload your shows, I meant also the call-in shows. I usually can't make it. Would love to listen to it without paying for it. We do upload it on audio platforms. You want to? 
iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, all those. Uh, it's I uploaded. should know that by now. Yeah, they're posted. They're posted right after the show is uh, is done. Um, Viking Insane gave us two dollars. Antivist smells like oppression. Hashtag communist butthole. Is this the person that always talks about Linda Sarsour's butthole? I don't know, I but I got an is. email from that particular individual. Mad that you because he said last week, Linda Sarsour. Linda Sarsour's b-hole smells like shiite. Oh, he did. Shiite. Did I say shite? Which, but I had to. He fake newsed you for that. But I said I have to fake news you because I'm pretty sure Linda Sarsour is a Sunni Muslim. <laughs> Ayo. So that, yeah, fake news all around. Um, then FJU gave us another $2 and said, marry me, Blondie. Oh, thank you. I am marrying somebody else, though. Um, $2 from Josh D. Marshall. He just said, re. And okay. then we have $20 from Dakota Stanton, free Kekistan. Thank you Thank for that. you. I'm sorry about the oppression. We will, we will put yeah, it towards we'll, the, we'll the liberation that. fund. Um, then we have $5 Scott Malabi, Kekistani, will not be silenced, re. Um, <laughs> and then just one more for right now, we sure. have Gabriel Lopez, and he said 10 full American dollars, because he's always sending me, you know, that R, it's Brazilian yeah. money. Um, you ungrateful faggots. Thank you very much. We appreciate oh, all it. All right. Well, I, I, I have to fake news him there. I am a grateful faggot. I want him <laughs> to know that. I am not an ungrateful faggot. I dispute yeah, really. that. <laughs> Okay, uh, so we had Charlottesville last weekend. Then comes this free speech rally at, in Boston this week. And based on a lot of coverage, a lot of social media chatter, you would assume these are connected events. They're really not. One is a – so we had the, the Unite the Right in Charlottesville, which had – I don't know what the breakdown of people were, but there were like genuine Nazis there, people yeah. with actual swastikas who were serious. People like the guy in the Vice News thing. Who's mad about, you know, that Trump's not racist enough, (laughs) like that Ivanka's with a Jew, like that kind of guy. Uh, That was an excellent interview, though, because she was not expecting that answer. The journalist. She was like, oh, what am I supposed to do with this? So you mean Trump, but more racist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But that's not what's going on in Boston this weekend or what was supposed to go on. This was a genuine free speech rally. um, And and lo and behold, none of these white supremacist people showed up. And this was confirmed by even the Huffington Post with their headline, white supremacists didn't show up in Boston, but these awesome signs did. Signs of people talking about how much they disapprove of white supremacism, even though they admit they didn't show up and it's not what it is. (laughs) And you can see there was the organizer of the event uh, posting all over Facebook saying like, there's no white supremacy rally in Boston it's not white supremacists. There are no white supremacists speaking. This is a free speech rally that is counter to political violence, like the horrible things we've seen happen in Charlottesville. They're not related events at all. Um, and yet we still have Antifa showing up doing Antifa things. Uh, so we might as well just jump into it because there's a lot of um, it just, I don't, I don't know, very Antifa things. That's all I can put. That's all, the only way I can describe it. So, uh, the first bit was Antifa going after, where's my video here, Antifa going after a woman holding an American flag. If the Boston. viewers watching right now, take a look at what happens to this woman who is holding an American flag. She's holding an American flag and a protester comes to her, drags her along there, uh, pulls her anyway uh, there. Uh, let, let's watch this. You can see her flag lined up on the ground. And this is the kind of thing that we hate to see in, in, in these protests. I mean, this is where it starts to take that really 
horrendous turn. And then we're looking at the people this is Antifa. that you cited. Sorry, what? This is Antifa. Why are they surprised by this? Like, they're acting, the protest then took a turn. It's like, no, this is the nature of Antifa. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. This is like the, the probably the tamest thing that they did, which uh, the tamest thing they did is um, lightly assaulting an old lady. Oh, earlier awesome. as being the anarchist. I was just going to say, first of all, that's assault, what just happened there. So you already have people that think that they're able to violate the free speech rights of others and break the law. You can't grab something out of someone's hand and drag them along on the ground. That's their property and that's assault. Uh, and then you also did catch a glimpse she's, of what would be... She's clearly upset. Clearly upset. Of course, anyone would be. She's holding up an American flag in Boston. Uh, you, it, it, you would think that this should be... Christy, people should be coming by giving her a high five. Now, there were lots of violent clashes uh, with the police and you'll see them fighting police here. They also spit on the police and they threw bottles of urine at the police. There are a couple exchanges in here that I want to highlight. So this is, I, I, I can't quite figure out the context. Like are the police trying to move them? Are they just going after the police? I don't know, but they're not being very uh, cordial with the police officers. That's for sure. Listen to her say that. Did you hear what she said there? You're supposed to be on our side? You stupid ass black bitch. You're supposed to be on our side talking to oh, a black cop. Oh, she's talking cop. to a black cop. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, then These there was guys have amazing patience. Restraint. Yeah. And restraint. I would just want to beat her right in the face with that. I mean, you're only human. I, I can imagine that some of these have real temptations. Some of these people. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, and then there was, they were trying to move people out again. I'm not entirely sure what the context is here. They're trying to move people into this truck and out. And there's some kind of spitting on the police officer here. I try to identify it in the video, but it's hard. And then they're yelling at the cops. Uh, yeah, we spit on you. You're a bunch of pussies or whatever else. Come on, fuck that piece of shit. Back up. I'm sorry to report. And then this is the, the commissioner, police commissioner, describing the bottles of urine. We did have some bottles thrown at our officers that did have urine in it. Um, a couple of our officers were hit with that. They were hit with a lot of stuff today, and I'm very proud of the job they did. Also reports of bricks and rocks. Now, this is a photo of what is reported or believed to be a bottle of urine in this particular backpack, though. I don't know. That might be Tang, Orange Mountain Dew, whatever. I don't know how Antifa likes to refresh themselves. I don't know what their tastes are. I like orange um, vitamin water, so maybe the benefit of the doubt. But the police commis commissioner did report that there were bottles of urine thrown at them in addition to rocks and Disgusting. bricks and other things. So, again, it's a situation where... So you're telling me that there was another instance of political violence and Antifa is a common denominator in all of these, all of these. You want to talk about mass scale American political violence? Antifa is linked in almost every case. And the I was going to say hysteria. I don't know if hysteria is the right word because what happened last weekend was terrible. It certainly merits a lot of discussion and coverage. But 
they only care about it when the violence goes in one direction. And when we see Antifa yeah. doing this over and over again, they just go, eh, well, that's counter-protesting. Yeah, there were or no Muslims. Suppre- <laughs> yeah. There, there were no, um, there weren't any white nationalists. There weren't any, um, there weren't any white supremacists, any neo-Nazis, any whatever, any Richard Spencers, any vice news guys that you're talking about. They weren't here. Yeah. People still tried here. to frame it like it was a white supremacist event. I'm like, there are literally no white supremacists there. No element of alt-right. As far as I could tell, it was 100% Antifa style yeah. protesters. And, and, and I, I read that there were up to 40,000 of these counter protesters and a very small number of the the actual free speech rally goers like the turnout was not that great and the counter turnout was gigantic uh there were also 33 arrests for quote disruptive behavior uh, i don't know what that means but clearly we had some element of violence going on especially against police officers and i don't know what exactly happened to the speakers who were scheduled to uh, and all, how all of that worked out my understanding is basically they again shut down the free speech of other people by force but but that's my understanding. I don't know if that's 100% confirmed. That basically the people who were supposed to speak didn't get to speak because this was too chaotic. Man, we've let a bunch of millennials, like thoughtless millennials, just take over the country. Is that what's really happening right now? Yeah. Uh, we, we're emotionally infantile. It, this is yeah, disheartening. We're, we're awarding a heckler's veto to these people, and they have no ability to distinguish between. Genuine, um, I don't know. Their their inability to distinguish between someone with a swastika flag and someone saying, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a conservative" is um, is very alarming. And and I don't make to be honest, I don't think you should make a distinction in terms of who gets free speech. Of course, they should both get free speech. Everyone should get free speech. But I just mean in terms of being able to talk about the people they oppose accurately or being able to view what's going on accurately. They can't distinguish right. between someone with a swastika flag and someone with, in this case, an American flag. They can, the but American you know, flag. they won't. <sighs> I don't know. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know how to solve this other than just like more cops. I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is here. I mean, if you spin on a cop, can you be arrested for assault? I have no idea. I mean, to me, that's got to be a crime, right? To me, if you were to ask me, spitting certainly crosses the line of speech. Like, I don't consider spitting on someone to be a speech action. I consider that to be a right, like in the in the realm of violent action. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that if you get spit on, you're physically harmed. I guess unless there's a disease in the spit or something like that. Oh, people in the live chat but, are saying definitely yes. But um, but yeah, I don't consider. Do you have a speech right to spit on someone? Absolutely not. Why are they not just uh, arresting these people in mass for assault? I don't know. Maybe they they have more pressing things to to worry about. I don't know. But it's very frustrating, and it's also very frustrating that you have a week of a media obsession with political violence. Obsession with political violence. By the way, I support reporting on political violence because I don't want it to happen anymore. I want a critical eye applied to right. political violence. But then this happens, and I guarantee you I'm going to turn on the news tomorrow morning, and the Today Show is not going to talk about any of the displays of aggression or violence that we just that we just showed. Right, and so, the coverage of Barcelona, too, juxtaposed with the Charlottesville coverage. Like, this week has been unbelievable to me. You want to hop not into Barcelona? Yeah, we... see, now I'm the master of transition. <laughs> I should probably do a few more super chats. Okay, let's do that. Uh, okay, we have 
Herbie gave us $5. Remember my lads throwing piss jugs and rocks and stabbing people is peaceful protesting. Yeah, it's just counter protesting. That's the way NBC always phrases it. <laughs> counter, counter protesters. I don't even they. like that term. It's kind of meaningless. Um, then we have Squirrel Knight again, 10 euro. He said, come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. This is what we're yeah. in, a, a world of pure imagination. I can't yeah, believe it myself uh, some days. That's the Willy Wonka thing, right? I, I do actually get that reference. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's yeah. seen this one movie. Yeah. Um, the Vayema gave us $2 and said, how are you guys doing? How was your week? You're looking at our week. <laughs> Mine you was know, sweet. I tried, to, I, tried to go, uh, I tried to climb another mountain with my dad uh, yesterday, but we failed. Yeah, it was more than we could handle, but I'll be back. I'll be back for vengeance on that one. What I'm trying to do is get to all the high points in the various ranges around here. And I get a rock at the summit of each of the high points in the different ranges. Oh. And then I put them on my mantle, but I have to return for that one. So well, at least don't on Saturday, get in over I turned, head I turned off of the these. internet. Yeah. Wow. You turned off the internet for a whole day. What was that oh, like? Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I try to do that like once a week. Like go offline. Standing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we have friend of the show, Stan, gave us $2. He said, Daryl Lamont Jenkins, like a ninja, blends into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this weirdo, John Winkleheimer, gave us another $2 and said, describe the night you were conceived. Never thought about it. <laughs> won't think about it. Not thinking I'll, about it. Yeah, anymore. sorry. Pass. Pass on that. Uh, Thank you for supporting the show. Devil's Envy Eli gave us $5. Isn't it funny how the media is silent about the alt-left rhetoric that has led to even more violence and death of police officers? Yeah, I mean... What do you expect of them? Uh, yeah, I just I just want consistency on political violence reporting. Uh, that's Which all. we'll never see. Uh, yeah, Scott Malabi gave us two more dollars. Bring us WWE SmackDown to Daryl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yoda Economics gave us two dollars. Um, who do you support in the Mayweather McGregor fight? I don't know. Actually, I I am woefully uninformed on uh, on that. I, I, I did watch um, Pacquiao v um, Floyd Mayweather, and it was so. I'm not a boxing guy, but it was such a terrible fight to watch that I just shut up, Caesar. You're ruining my boxing talk. I have important opinions. I know. On it. We're talking about sports on this show, as yeah, always. I was so turned off by that fight that I just I don't I don't care. I don't care about really any fighting like boxing, MMA, any of that stuff. Um, then Chicago conservative gets two dollars and said Matt Odell or Julio. Uh, I haven't actually, I have one trusted fantasy analyst that I go to for all my rankings and I have not looked at his rankings. So I, um, I wouldn't be able to tell you based on the guy I trust. If it was me picking, I would take, uh, I would take Julio Jones personally. All right. Take my opinion with a grain of salt. Um, and then Steven Suarez gave us $5. He said, what's the difference between the Sunnis and the Shiites? Sunnis have the Shiite flown out of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, then we have FFA Jupe again, um, Go Twins, TC Native here. Ah, and awesome. then we have Gabriel Lopez. Um, this American mainstream media show is funny. Hey, look, Russia, second season now. We have Hey, look, racist. I'm excited for what season three will be. Oh, yeah, that me. is true. You notice there's a whole lack of Russia talk amid all of this Charlottesville chaos. Suddenly, Russia yeah. doesn't matter anymore. And then we have White Dion gave us $5. Tens of thousands of people protesting free speech is far more dangerous than a couple hundred white supremacists. Um, and then let's take some of these yeah. later. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I mean, I, you saw all kinds of signs that were floating around. One of them said, um, I, I shared it on Twitter earlier today, uh, free speech is not equal to, was it the right to speech is not equal to the right to hate? Something like that. Like free what? speech is not the same as hate. 
it's the general concept of free speech is not the same thing as hate speech. They, they all go with that as though it's um, easily defined. Like if all these people are out there, if these 40,000 are out there and they believe we are simply protesting uh, beliefs along the Nazi spectrum, whatever they might be, like white nationalists to full-blown 1488 or whatever, if that's what they thought they were doing, that is less of an emergency to me to his point than if they are all out there fully aware and saying free speech is too broad and we need to restrict it. If that is, if those are their actual beliefs, then I agree 40,000 is an alarming number of people. Yeah, definitely 40,000 people. And you have to think that it probably is. Hmm. And it attracted some looky-loos, but that's quite the turnout. Tell um, me, um, oh, you got more? No, I mean we got we got tons yeah. more, but you know we gotta we gotta get, sure. get a move on on the topic. Tell, tell me, uh, tell me about Barcelona. Like what actually so happened? So I there? hate to even admit this, but when this happened this week, I was like, oh, another terrorist attack, and like, oh, that reminds me. Sorry, I forgot. I wanted to test this again because last time when I played this, we got like booted off the YouTube live stream for two minutes. So. Since but we didn't talk, know about it, did we? Okay. Yeah, since we're going to talk about the terror attack of the week, I'm going to play it again and see if we get booted off again. You ready? Okay, okay. And now, the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. Okay, are we still online? I don't know. Tell me what happened in Barcelona. I don't know. I think we still are online. And don't mess with me, live chat. Okay. Don't mess with me. Um, so the Barcelona attack, I, I didn't even look at it very like in depth until today because I was like, oh, this is just the state of our world now. Mm -hmm. um, but what I did not know was that these were there were two related terrorist attacks. Um, the second one, which was also a truck and then a, an attempted knife attack. One person was killed. She died later in the hospital. And the first attack, which was August 17th, it was in this uh, tourist-filled area of Barcelona called Las Ramblas, and a white van hopped onto the curb, killed uh, 13 people in addition to the one, well, one was killed in the other, the other attack. And uh, I think 120 were injured, like a shitload of, I know, So this guy, and this guy is just actually driving in a zigzag fashion. I in mean, a he's, just zigzagging, so he's, and I don't know if you saw the footage aiming, basically, like he's picking people out yeah. and driving yeah. after them. And 120 people were injured, but I read that like 15 to 20 are seriously injured in critical condition, maimed, limbs lost. Did you see the footage? It was like as horrible as Nice. There were, it was, yeah. just, oh, oh I didn't my God, see it, but awful. I'll never forget watching some of the immediate aftermath footage of Nice because oh I wanted my God. to know what this looks like. And it was yeah, horrible. I, and it, this was, yeah. this was a lot like it too. It was just carnage, just like blood everywhere. People crying, people going over to people to see if they're still alive and realizing yeah. that they're totally mangled. And it's, it's just totally insane. So on Wednesday night, this was before the terrorist attack. Um, there was an explosion that killed two people. And this was, mm. uh, I think an hour or two from Barcelona. So I was reading uh, about this before the show. This is just a few hours ago. And the Catalan police, they think that this, um, explosion was that this terror cell accidentally blew up a bunch of gas canisters. And they think that they were preparing mm. for something larger than this van attack. And then they kind of threw in the towel because of this accidental explosion. And then they, um, did this kind of less sophisticated attack. Well, I told you we should have gone with the van in the first place. It was much know, simpler. Right? They just reverted um, back to plan B is what you're saying, basically? Yeah. Well, I yeah. think that it wasn't the plan at all. I think that they had no. a, a plan for like a, like a huge explosion in the pedestrian area era, yeah. but they accidentally detonated 
something inside this house, killing killing two of the members of the cell. So five people, five members of the cell. There's there are suspected twelve. Were those involved. the only? Th- those were the only deaths in this accidental explosion. Was two actual cell members? Yeah, and then one hurt. police officer was injured, and there were six uh, civilian injuries. Oh, okay. So it was more than just right, the, right. The, but the it was totally happened. eclipsed by this terrorist attack that killed the related terrorist attack that yeah. killed thirteen and injured, yeah. you know, over a hundred. Um, but where was I going with this? Oh, so there, there, five people were killed in that secondary terrorist attack where the people, um, where the one person was killed and they jumped out of the car with the knife attack. So those five people were killed and then four more were arrested. Um, the two were killed in the explosion, which leaves one person who they think was driving the car. Ah, who's still at large. Uh, who is still at large. Right. And his name is unpronounceable. He's 22 year old Moroccan national. It's Yunez. A boya kuab. Mm. I am sure I'm just butchering that. But as of I think like three hours ago was the last time I checked, he was still on the run. So there's a huge manhunt, and ISIS claimed responsibility for this, although you never really know. So you just know, carnage only, in Europe all the time. If, if only there was like some sort of context uh, in which this fit. If only there <laughs> were clues in the world around us about why a group of people would choose to do such a horrific act this is where we turn to the uh to the experts at cnn to give us some possible explanations for why we might observe this behavior this is cnn speculating as you heard in the intro as this news is breaking about how this could possibly be here's one potential theory about how this arises uh, and it's something that, that not just Spanish authorities, but U.S. authorities have been aware of. But the final point I would make, Wolf, is just is just this note that in light of the the uproar of the last several days, five days apart, you have a white supremacists in Charlottesville use a vehicle to kill. And here you have attackers at least following the modus operandi uh, of terrorists using vehicles uh, apparently to kill as well. And, and it's that sh- the, those shared tactics uh, that, that should be alarming. Yeah, and there will be questions about copycats. There will be questions if uh, what happened uh, in Barcelona uh, was at all, at all, uh, a copycat version of what happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, even though there may be different characters, different political ambitions. Uh, They use the same same killing device, a vehicle going at, at high speed into a group, a large group of pedestrians. And as the local police are saying, at least one person is now dead, 32 injured, many of them in critical condition right now. They fully expect the death toll to go up. There will be questions asked. No, there won't. Nobody No asked one is that. asking that. No <laughs> one is asking that. Never no. mind that Nice, Berlin, what else? The Ohio attack? Yeah, so I... I, mean, I I looked into this before the show because, of course, uh, well, my my thought when Charlottesville happened is, whoa, weird. You mean like Nazi guys are acting like Islamic terrorists now? That's, that's kinda, <laughs> yeah, me too. That's Talk about bizarre. a copycat attack. Yeah. So, yeah. So to get to no, 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 the the Islamic terrorists are copying alt right guys. Really? It, yeah. Wait, where have you been the last few years? So I did look this up. CBC uh, in Canada has a pretty good rundown of the. A decade's worth of car attacks and again they're not saying islamic vehicle becoming weapon uh weapon of choice vehicles becoming weapon of choice for extremists a timeline of recent attacks and it goes back 10 years and i just did some vetting on this because even the ones that are islamic attacks they kind of mask and some of them say well it was mental illness or something like that no it wasn't it was an islamic attack i, I vetted these 
And so By the, the Barcelona way, one is go for James it. Fields actually was a diagnosed schizophrenic. Nobody's talking about that either. Like we have one crazy alt-right white supremacist that doesn't think batshit insane. He he's yeah. medicated and is a literal schizophrenic. And this is now the the attack that other people are copying off of. It's patently whatever. By my count, this article lists thirteen vehicle attacks over the last 10 years, Jeez. ranging from this week in Barcelona all the way back to something in 2007. Um, and it also has Charlottesville listed in here as well. And I went through and vetted these, and you'll remember some of them. Um, a, a, um, a guy in Paris with a car carrying explosives in June. There were the attacks in London. One of them um, right, right. was the London Bridge. There was also the Westminster attack in London. Those were two separate yeah. ones, right? Um, there was uh, yeah, one in Stockholm. Yeah. There was one, yeah, the Westminster Bridge was a separate one. There was... Five people were killed in Stockholm. There was this one in Melbourne, which is actually not Islamic. That's one of the not Islamic ones earlier this year. Um, but they but they keep going back, and, and they go back several years. Uh, Berlin Christmas Market, Nice, France, of course, all of these. They, this analysis also excludes the Ohio State one. Remember that guy mm -hmm. at Ohio State? He wasn't... It was kind of a car attack. Like he drove his car up onto the curb and hit people, but I don't think he killed anyone. And then, and he, then got he got out. out with a knife. Yeah. Did he kill anyone? I, I can't recall. I don't think he did. God, but we he covered was all killed. of this and we can't even remember the details of these mini terrorist attacks yeah. because they happen so frequently. Point is, uh, well, you probably saw it in the notes. Out of 13, did you see my number in the notes? Don't look. Don't look if you didn't. Don't look. Uh, no, no. You didn't see? I was going to have you guess out of the 13 they list how many are associated with Islam. Um, 12? Close. 11. So there was... The, and, Wait, and what's the second non-Muslim one? I, I kind of gave it away because one's Melbourne and one is Charlottesville. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, it's for them just to pretend that there isn't a decades-long, at least, pattern of this is... Do you think uh, anybody's buying it? Do you think anybody's watching Wolf Blitzer and they're like, oh, maybe this is a modeled after the charlottesville attack like i can't even imagine I, my parents would watch that and laugh and be like yeah, yeah well, I, you have to you have to live in a very thick bubble to find that at all persuasive Jeez. did you see this part of it um let me find the article here oh maybe i oh wait no i did i have it here uh there's a very ironic article i was sent on twitter this week it's from the independent uh, back in February, more than 160,000 march in Barcelona to demand Spain take in more refugees. <laughs> oh, that's rich. That's 160,000 in Barcelona. Now, to be clear, there's no I don't think there's a refugee connection to these attackers, right? Or, or do we even know that? No, I mean it doesn't doesn't really matter though. They're mostly immigrants. Uh well, the point is uh open arms uh to any and all things. Uh, and end poorly sometimes. And it appears that we might have a case of that ending poorly in Barcelona. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure some of them were related to refugees, but this is also a result of decade po of poor immigration policy. I mean, we can't act like that has, is totally well, irrelevant. I can't, I can't imagine being in Europe, being a European country specifically. And again, this isn't five years ago. This isn't 10 years ago. This is February. And observing all the troubles that have happened in Sweden and Germany and elsewhere and saying, no, 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 lots more Spain. Hey, Spain's conservative government, because that's what they're marching against. Spain's conservative government. Open the floodgates. We want our very own Berlin Christmas market. And there you go. 
Yeah, but like to people, there's still a trivial chance that you're going to get killed in an act of terrorism. But mm-hmm. there's like a 100% chance that if people find out about your political opinion and your right leaning, that they'll try to ruin your life. So people are still weighing these odds and they're like, oh, I'm still way less likely to get killed in a terrorist attack yeah. than I am to be judged by my fucked up society. Do I take... Will I accept the 1% risk of dying or getting maimed in an attack in exchange for the 100% guarantee of being very virtuous among my friends? Yeah. You know the answer. I mean, and I, and I, and I asked this, you know, months ago, like, what is it going to take for people to change their minds about this? And I think it's, it's really like something like this is going to have to be happening once a week, every day. I mean, it's already happening so frequently. Yeah. When was the the last um, terrorist attack before this? Uh, well, we could. Oh, all I have is car attacks in front of me, <laughs> so uh, so I can't. I don't know. They all they all kind of run together. And again, the list that we saw. I'm being serious. That doesn't include things like um, Charlie Hebdo or that Paris attack that had like hundred. I forget how many died in that Paris Bataclan? attack. Um, the one where they went to like uh, cafes and stuff. Um, and of course, there was Brussels and a lot of things that didn't involve involve cars, but were just like you know guns type things yeah well the um, bataclan i think like a hundred people were killed inside but at the same time oh yeah that was the theater one. attacks going on yeah yeah the that was at the one. uh the concert with, with yeah the American that, we might be thinking of the same thing yeah no but at simultaneously there were other attacks on cafes they were shooting up cafes yeah. there was an explosion um at the soccer stadium i also can't recall if this is i can't recall the last time there was one in spain spain it seems in my memory, to have been somewhat sheltered from a lot of this. Uh, yeah, they were talking about how this is the worst attack since 2004, and there was, I believe, a, a subway attack then, and I think uh, 140 people were killed. Yeah, okay. Something like that. Um, but it's been it's been quite a while. But this is mm. the, the future of Europe. I mean, this will happen in all European countries except for Poland and Hungary until they get all the Muslims out of their country. I don't, I don't know what else to say here. You, you excited to go to Paris? <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't know why my fiance wants to go there. He's like, I haven't been there since I was a kid. It's going to be so romantic. I'm like, listen, it's not what you think it is. It's not going to be like it used to be. It was scary when I went a year and a half ago. No, I really want to go. I really want to go. And so I'm like, all right, let's see. Let's see what Paris looks like now. I don't think it's going to be the romantic adventure he's really expecting. I think it's going to be, you know, depressing and a little scary. Yeah. Well, oh. uh, I know you're supposed to be offline for that time, but, you know, maybe sneak in some vlog footage. I know. <laughs> I'll try. He's like, absolutely no work on our trip. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, but there's going to be so many you know. Muslim people I want to talk about. How am I not going to work? <laughs> okay. Um, if we're not off the air already, I'm sure we will. Yeah, sure really. We anyway, um, let's, uh, let, let's move on to this. I love this Alex Jones story, but we should probably take a super chat break before we do. Sure. Um... Let's see. We have Scott Malavi, $5. We need to start to tag the vile Antifa, bring paint and mark the fighting parties. Yeah, really. Um, then we have John Wingleheimer again, $5. Matt and I recommend Matt and I recommend pressing Alt and F4 at the same time. It's a great computer trick. Don't do that. Yeah, thanks for the production tips. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, then we have FFA Yoop, $2. Uh, the cops have better strength than I do. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I was watching that. I'm like, these guys not kicking the crap out of these protesters. The strength. Um, the data drew $10. I was messing about Facebook, but alternative to YouTube is coming on a distributed network. Add hmm. rev reversed 80% to content creator. Really cool stuff. I'll believe it when hmm. I see it. That'd be great. Um, Sounds awesome to that me. That would be great. Yeah. 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 
Uh, L Ryan, five dollars. Do you think ethnic nationalism is inherently a bad thing? Also, show us your feet, Matt. Um, I actually just made a video about this. I do not think that ethnic nas- nationalism is a bad thing. Um, I know a lot of civic nationalists don't want to opine on this, so I'm going to go ahead and give Matt a free pass while I move to the next super chat. I was just asked for feet. Oh, <laughs> look at those juicy feet! Oh, yeah. boom babies at home jerking off right now. I have, uh, yeah, I do have like puffy, patty feet. You know, I, don't, <laughs> I, I think all feet are gross, but I don't think my feet are the grossest. You've got but those all, square Norwegian feet. Yeah, I do have like wide kind of um, like shorter, wider feet. Yeah. God. You saw it here, Beauty in the Beta. Matt will show your feet, show his feet oh, anytime. Yeah, yeah, that precedent was already established. <laughs> we just did it one time. Yeah. Um, well, we no, I've done it twice. Insane. Gross, gross. Viking Insane gave us $5. Uh, wasn't me emailing about Sarsour's Shiite butthole. That is a fake news butthole, by the way. Have you seen Hillary's oh. Pustain photo? Hashtag na- nasty so butthole. So we have... We have We've multiple, got multiple people. We've multiple butthole people, I guess. Okay, sorry. You guys I, I just assumed there great. was one of you. <laughs> what are my parents? My parents are at home watching this. Like, what is yeah. my daughter doing for a living? Um, yeah. Agent Flippy gave us $5. Been a fan of yours, Matt, since the Tuck Frump video. Oh, that was a long oh, time thanks. ago. Yeah, that's and you're like pretty a year great, too, blonde. Thanks. Uh, love the show, by the way. Thank thanks you very much, Agent Flippy. Comrade Cleaner, $2. Spitting on a cop is assault. Hmm. Thank you for that. Um, Squirrel Knight. God damn it, blonde. Grow some balls and interrupt Skag more for super chat. No, we do it in between topics, and it's becoming really unmanageable, so we're, we're pretty strict about yeah, how yeah. we treat super chat. Our show's we're, already twice as long as we normally right, expect. Right, yeah. We'll have to figure it out. I mean, we we love the interaction. We really uh, yeah, we, we do. Really do. But then the other the trade-off is like, oh, crap, we have like an extra hour on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to have to, I don't know. We try to balance it. We're, yeah. we're, we've talked about some proposed solutions. We'll figure yeah. it out. Um, Chicago conservative gave us $5. What do we have to do to get Antifa listed as a terrorist organization or even just arrest the ones who assault people? Um, there is this, uh, white house petition that everybody's saying I should be shilling and I haven't. So go ahead and sign that. Um, if that's something that you want to do. Yeah. Um, like I said, it will get a response apparently now, at least that. Yeah. So Steven Suarez, friend of the show, $5 purposely farting. So the cop smells it is considered assault on a police officer. Really? Is there a case Don't that be- is precedent for that? I'd like to read it or the story of it. Jeez. Uh, then we have sardine of a cat, $2. It's all assault unless it's your fetish. Rick Moranis, $20. Thank you very much. Can you guys wait till they accuse Trump of colluding with the Nazis on the moon? Wait at least on uh, NASA to get more money. Um, Sounds absurd today. Uh, yeah, probably really, real really news absurd. next week. Same thing with all this statue stuff. We didn't get to talk about the statue stuff either, but yeah. people saying, oh, they're going to go after Mount Rushmore. And then the next day, by the way, going after I was Mount watching Rushmore. Joe Rogan just cuck out so hard today about this. He was saying like, Trump sounds so ridiculous. This was right after Charlottesville before people had actually come out and tried to say that we should blow up Mount Rushmore and all this stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just just cucking out, you know, saying Trump was being so ridiculous with this slippery slope argument that George Washington was going to, uh, people were going to go after him first. N- like moments later, that news from Chicago came out that the statue of Abraham Lincoln was burned to the <laughs> ground. Yeah. You know, the Lincoln Memorial vandalized and then Vice put up, puts out an article about how we should blow up Mount Rushmore. It's like, yeah, yeah slippery slopes are real sometimes i know it's a fallacy argument but you know i don't think it uh i think you could make a credible case that saying slippery slopes are a fallacy is itself a fallacy i mean yeah and i used to do that too but until i watched all these slippery these slippery slopes kind of grow legs and now i'm like well i don't know if that's a valid what you're saying when you create a slippery slope argument is given the premises that you've made in your argument this would also be a logical conclusion where this is something else 
And that's not necessarily a fallacy. That's still following the reasoning of the premises you've the premises you've delivered. So I don't um I don't know, I'm not necessarily I used to just refer to it as a as a fallacy too, but now I um kind of with you. Slippery slopes are not necessarily dis- shouldn't just be dismissed automatically. Yeah, I'm going to make a video about that actually. Uh hmm. that, that's in the works. Um Tropical Toucan $2, rather have a police have a police violence problem than Antifa. I don't know about that. At least you can, you know, police are institutional. We could stamp down Antifa right now if everybody just found their balls. But when you have an institutional problem like violent police, I think it's probably harder to correct than a rogue populace, a rogue, weak, young populace that can be contained relatively easy. I don't know. What do you think? I guess I hadn't thought about it in those terms. I hadn't thought about which problem is worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Antifa is one of the worst national problems we have right now. Of I agree. I agree. Uh, if, um, if I could press a button to fix one thing about our country right now, that might be the button I would press. If I only you had would one. press the Antifa button instead of the immigration button. I don't even mm. know you sometimes. Good, Who are you, Gag? It's a good question. You? I'd have to think about it. But um, but yeah, immigration po- is a way bigger problem than Antifa. Political violence, though, man. Uh, I don't know. I am not scared of these people. They are not organized or strong and they don't, they're, they're not very principled either. Mm. Um, I am scared of the, the wave, wave of immigration. Then we have Frank Underwood gave us 200 kroner. Thank you for that. Uh, important for the right to not engage in Nazi LARPing or endangering and envi- engaging in violence with Antifa. It only fuels the mainstream me- media narrative and raises the leftist morale. We have yeah. the truth and moral high ground on our side. That is true. Um, and then Squirrel Knight gave us five more euro. Where the hell is BB? I can't feed you two fucks all by myself. <laughs> hey, thanks for filling in for BB. We really yeah, appreciate totally. it. Thank you, Squirrel Knight. Uh, go Babylon, $5. Make sure everyone signs the Antifa terrorist petition, okay? Mm. Um, like we just talked about. Uh, Rogue Savage, $5. Former CO here. Spitting on a cop is considered assault, which is often considered a felony. Also, McGregor is pretty much going to die. Hmm. Um, Roy Kidman, three, $10. Do you find it weird that the left is pushing the whole can't tolerate beliefs that are intolerant when they are defenders of Islam? I do find that weird and hypocritical. Don't you agree that the sand people from Star Wars are space Muslims? (laughs) (laughs) I think the Klingons are the space Muslims. I don't know enough about Star Trek to opine on that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Are the, are the, are the sand people on Tatooine, uh, a a racist (laughs) Muslim caricature? I, Maybe you have to ask George Lucas about that. Um, let's go through a few more. Squirrel Night again, ten euro. Don't forget uh, Eba Ackerlin for fuck's sake. Now I'm all pissed again. And then let's <laughs> just do two more. Sure. Pie Wacket one five dollars. Um, don't you know that Barcelona only happened because of Charlottesville? No previous car attacks ever. I, I don't then, remember any. I, I don't remember any either. Yeah. And then we have uh, a friend of the show, Stan, gave us two dollars. Matt, it's a mystery. Don't go tinfoil hat. Oh, and then our favorite person on the show, Jay Fry, two dollars. Terra tax. Person proof, on the show. <laughs> proof Spain is a white nation. I love Jay Fry. <laughs> God. He's he's the only person that I know that's meaner than I am. It makes me feel better about myself. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's got that. Uh, he's got that market cornered for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so I was talking about this. There, there's a few reasons this is interesting. One, because Alex Jones out on the street interacting with people is just bound to be interesting, uh, regardless. But if I understood you correctly, this actually took place very near where you live. This is yeah. This was like a few blocks from my house. Okay, so I don't know why Alex Jones was in Seattle. Do you? No, I don't. I was I was oh. kind of sad he didn't hit me up. <laughs> he was um, so he's walking the streets of Seattle and he's live streaming on Periscope talking about Barcelona, and mm-hmm. there are 
a series of passersby who interrupt him to express their distaste for him, one of whom um, has a, a, a mug of coffee or whatever and, and throws it uh, on him. And the whole exchange is just hilarious. But it also makes me wonder, is this an accurate representation of Seattle? Which is weird because it's not cut. It it's not edited. It's all of these interactions in a span of like three minutes. I know. This is why I'm literally why I'm afraid to go outside. This is my life. Yeah. So this is a peek into Blonde's world. <laughs> Come on over here. Come on over here. No, you flip me off. Come on, Sour. No, no, no. Come on. You're not an intellectual. You're a fake and a fraud. <laughs> you flip me off? No, he's not an intellectual. You're a dumbass. Uh-oh. No, you fuck off. I'm fucking off. Hey, fuck you. Fuck you. Sour. Yeah. You know something? <laughs> I'm not afraid of you people. You got something to say? Say it. You have nothing intellectual. I said, fuck you. Yeah, because you're an intellectual dumbass to watch the mainstream media. These people are the biggest cucks on the planet. You're trash. Hey, come tell, <laughs> come tell me on camera. Come here, coward. Come here, coward. Oh. Right here on camera. Right here. Tell people intellectually who you are. Intellectually who I Go am? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm your mama. Yeah, I can't even talk. Look at you. <laughs> this is what they've turned the people into. This is this is it right here. Literal slave of the system. See that? That's who they are. Look at this slave. That was great. Come on. Hit me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know. I'm trying to because you're hey, brainwashed. To work. This is the brainwashing. Work. Where they have more coffee. This is the brainwashing. You see? And I'm proud of this because this is who they are. I deliberately. That's why they're allied with jihadis because they hate the West so much. They hate the West so much. When Alex Jones they hate is the right. prosperity because if you look at that guy, he was physically grotesque. <laughs> he was physically soul sucking. He was physically empty. And that's why we have to come out here and show people what's going on. Because these people are bots. They're in a cult. How you doing? How you doing, brother? They don't know what's going on. Can, can, can you speak? We're trying to see if any of these folks can speak out here. I don't talk to racist fucks. There you go. See, they cannot even talk. It's a cult bot where they get to feel good, call everyone racist heifers, they watch MSNBC, they go along with all this stuff, and they have absolutely no understanding of how brainwashed they are. Dude, yeah. you can hate on Alex all you want and call him crazy, which he is, but he was right about every single thing that he just said there. And this is how people in Seattle are. It's a group of, like, you know, really low-T, emasculated men um, that, that are spineless, don't have any principles. Their only principles, you know, I, I'm anti-racist. I'm, I'm anti-fascist. That's, that's all they really have. But yeah. fundamentally, they don't have principles. I, Alex Jones, love him or hate him, is a, uh, he is a goldmine of quotables, right? I mean, there's an infinite list of amazing quotes you can attribute to Alex Jones. Something about Alex Jones walking on the street saying, that guy, I mean, look at him. He's, he's physically grotesque. Physically grotesque. <laughs> I just... Physically grotesque. I it's don't true. know. Look at that guy, his teeth, and you can just tell that he's kind of a basement dweller. I'm going to work where I can get more coffee. Like that guy codes and then goes home at five and then jerks off and cries and then eats fast food every well, day. There, there is more on that guy. I'll get to it in a moment because we do actually know who he is. There's controversy regarding oh, him, actually. Um, but the other guy on the bike, I do find it interesting that the guy's sitting there just recording Alex Jones and then Alex Jones walks up to him and he's not even that confrontational. He just kind of says, um, can you speak or what do you, what do you have to say? And his response is, I don't talk to racist fucks so that he bikes away. But you do record racist fucks and yeah. presumably share it on your social media to say, oh, look at this scub walking around our city. Well, I, I don't know. Is it that hard to engage with someone that you 
actually hate enough to stop on your bike and record and I know. I don't I don't buy the virtue signaling when you've taken time out of your day for Alex Jones already. I know, I know. And so, also he practiced some nice restraint. Like these are situations that if I were especially if I were a man and I got in some of these situations, like I don't think I'd be able to stop myself from kicking the shit out of some of these people. <laughs> Somebody threw hot coffee well, on me, yeah. like that looked like that, I'd be like Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree. You throw coffee on a person and it's kind of all bets are off at that point. Um, the, so the controversy here, let's get into that. Because some people say this is actually fake. So let me pull up the uh, the article. The reason they say or speculate that it's fake is because this coffee guy is local actor Jake Stratton, who is known in Seattle for some reason. What does it I, mean I to be a local actor in Seattle, though? That just means you tried things out in New York. They didn't work. Then you went to L.A. and they didn't work. And then, you know, you moved to Seattle. I don't know. And as a lot of tweeters point out, just because he is known locally doesn't mean that it's fake. You can be a small scale celebrity and still do what he did. So just because people know who he is doesn't mean it's fake. But they're speculating that Alex Jones, I guess, hired an actor, which is exactly what the Seattle Police Department did, um, which I got to give credit for a good joke when I see it. And I do actually think this is a good joke. Someone reported to Seattle Police Department on Twitter, I'm seeing vids of Alex Jones on Seattle streets yelling at folks. Is this under investigation? Are there incident reports in Seattle Police Department response? We haven't received any official reports. As far as we know, that could be an actor playing Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have to give credit where due. Like greeting Alex Jones with tinfoilery, uh, tinfoil hattery in, in, in a trolling response yeah, I, I I say that's that's good form. I actually yeah. think that's pretty funny. But I can um, I can tell you that as somebody living here, that this is not fake. I'm very 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 confident this is real. And it doesn't explain the rest of the people in the clip either. It only explains the one guy. The one like guy. He's the yeah. fake. He is the. He's probably the most absurd. But is the bike guy really that much more absurd? The no, I, I mean that guy. Racist fucks. It is guy. Racist, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's every man in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's so depressing. Ugh, I have to live here for eight more months? What? Well, yeah, but the good news is you're getting married. Imagine uh, that is your dating prospect. Yeah, Seattle. if I were turning 30 and I were still single in Seattle, I think I, I would throw myself off the balcony. <laughs> we would be having some, I'd be, can I call you and cry? You'd be like, no, we're not friends. We're business associates. Stop talking yeah. about your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly how that would go. <laughs> You think that's a that for people to be clear, that was not an exaggerated presentation at all. No, that seriously. is a transcript of what the phone call would it's be. It's because I have no friends in Seattle. I can't make friends with these people. Like, you think that there are yeah. people like me that live in the city? No, it is people like that <laughs> that live in the city. I'm. It's it's crazy. It's it's wild. It's like living on a on a different planet. He's right. These people are brainwashed. Well, speaking of different planets, how about this plan before we, because uh, we do have Liberty Doll coming up. We are running short on time because we got Liberty Doll for a half hour. So yeah, you know, I got a plan for that as well. Good, good discussion with Liberty Doll. Like I said, I really like her. So I hope people will enjoy her as well. Um, but we do have one more clip speaking of other planets and it is an update on this Lactatia eight-year-old drag queen. So how about we get through this? We'll take care of Super Chat and then we'll uh, we'll get to uh, Liberty Doll's interview. Sound like a plan? Sure. Okay. You're a monster for this, by the way. This is why I didn't do surprise cringe, because I feel like I've sort of milked that uh, like weird tranny freak show thing in the surprise cringe too much. And because we've already seen Lactatia, I just thought that the the follow-up was probably necessary. Again, we get to see her mom more. But um, at least I'm not surprising you on this one. I'm not just throwing it in your face without any kind of warning. So 
Uh, this is the update to Lactatia, and I had to mirror and alter the image because the YouTube copyright gods have just been brutal on this one. Yeah. So, you know, deal with it. Sorry. It's not my fault. Lactatia is the devious diva you could ever think of. Oh my god. I've been wearing like my sister's tutu since I was like threes and fours and I've been dancing around in like little pink dresses and stuff. So yeah, I think I've had lactation inside of me since I was born. When our kids takes. So this is Lactatia's mom oh, who explains. exactly what I expected, although I've seen her before. Yeah, we saw her in that like throwing a swastika in the trash jean jacket that she was wearing at one of Lactatia's drag shows. This is Lactatia's mom, Jessica themselves however they see fit as long as it's respectful and they're nice people we really don't care when he was like about two he came to super respectful me. chest tattoo that that bitch has jeez proceed me with uh, Mr. Potato Head earrings and asked me to put makeup on him so we did a little like drag photo shoot and he duck face it was very sweet and yeah anytime he wanted makeup I just put, put some on him when he was about seven we started watching RuPaul's Drag Race I think when he saw that that was an actual art form and they could be whatever they wanted I think he decided that that's when drag was going to be like his life it used to be called Peaches Demure that was the original drag name. It's only been a few months since like the name Lactasia has been around. His sister picked it for him. I know people would like go up to their parents and tell them that they want to be a drag queen and then their parents would be like, you shouldn't even know what that is. I don't think that that should be a thing. I don't think that other people should judge what people do. You feel overwhelmed with like pride that your child is, you know, expressing themselves and showing the world and it's being so well received. Is it? Well, yeah, it depends who you ask. And so then Lactatia gets a surprise courtesy of this L magazine or whoever's putting this together. <laughs> she mentioned, uh, the mom mentioned the appreciation for RuPaul's Drag Race, the show. So we get a surprise for Lactatia. Hello, gorgeous. It's a, sorry. Hello, gorgeous. It's a RuPaul, someone who is on the show. It's not RuPaul. It's um, vi vivacious as I'm reading that backwards. RuPaul's Drag Race oh season six. Oh my God. <laughs> hello, gorgeous. Um, hello. My advice to you is keep going. Learn your lyrics well. By the time you turn 12, you are going to be a weapon of mass devastation. A lot of people ask me if I'm gonna be a drag queen forever and it's always the same answer. Probably. I hope I'm still gonna be a drag queen. If I'm not, that's totally fine. But I really hope that I can keep my lactation inside of me for the rest of my life. Wonderful. Work, Diva! Do they persuade you? Oh my God, CPS needs to seriously get involved. <laughs> this is so, this is child abuse. You know, that is a, a little boy that would be normal if he didn't have a feminist mom. And if, if like my son was like, I want to put on makeup, I'd be like, little boys don't do that. Boys don't wear makeup, you're a boy. You, you can't indulge children's fantasies. You can't, that, it, they it, turn out like this when you do. There were a few um, statements in there that were particularly, well, one statement was particularly alarming to me. And it is when Lactatia says, I don't think people should judge, other people should judge what you do. But in that context, he's referring to parents telling their kids 
that they that the kids shouldn't know what drag queens are. I'm sorry, but I thought parents were in the business of telling you what you should do. I know. I thought that was the purpose of parenthood. And are we was, really going to take philosophy lessons from a seven-year-old child as a society? Is this what, what we're going to do now? We yeah. let the children teach us in the West. And then... <laughs> I guess I hadn't thought about it that way. But yeah. And then mom is out there saying, oh, yeah, we, we love when people comment as long as it's polite and respectful. Yeah, but you're the one putting your child out there on sexualized display. And now this one wasn't quite as sexualized as the last one. But make no mistake, she's got Lactatia out there dancing on stripper poles and things like that. And you're so you're putting a child out on sexualized display. And then I'm supposed to be the bad guy if I have critical questions. Yeah, I mean, you've got to think about it like this. These parents, especially these feminist parents, they're sexually exploiting their children for their own virtue signaling. Yes. It is, it's like Munchausen's or something. It's really bizarre psychologically. Yeah. I, I think um, to put myself in the position you were describing where certainly I could picture having um, a, a tomboy daughter or a, a son who likes girl things, makeup even in this case. But it, as a parent, doesn't it seem more appropriate to say, yeah, maybe you like those things. When you're older, you can decide if you still like them or not. But they're they're for they're for adults. These things are for adults. Yeah, I mean, in a society that wasn't sick, this woman would have a husband, and I've seen her husband. He's a total pussy. But this woman would have a husband <laughs> that would be keeping her in line. Well, I mean, Jessica is welcome on the show anytime if she feels like we're <laughs> right. Feels like we're misrepresenting. But again. It's not like we're digging for this. It's not like I have to, ooh, I'm going to go into Jessica's Facebook profile and dig and find it. No, you're voluntarily putting your child out there like this. Oh, yeah. And, and like what do – you, do you remember that article, Um, that mom, that feminist mom that had the son that turned to conservatism and she was blogging about how, hmm. you know, her children are, are just like all other men? Is that the lady who said that her sons were potential rapists or something like that? Or is that a different yeah. person? Yeah, no, no, that's the right one. But what if um, Lactatia, you know, comes to his senses and realizes when he when he hits puberty or when he's 18 or 20 that his insane, fat, man-hating dyke mother put him up to this and then he tries to be conservative, but he has, he has all this childhood footage of him in drag. Like, that shit's going to follow him until the day he dies because of his idiot mom. Yeah. This is so messed up. It's in a mass scale magazine. It's professionally produced. And I just, the fact that this guy from the RuPaul show agreed to come on and um, kind of push this kid into it and say, like, when you're 12, you're going to be a weapon of mass devastation. Ah, I don't know, man. I just, the fact that everybody's willing to just jump on board and what I view as push kids into this stuff is very unsettling. It's I, sick. I mean, and it just feeds their own desire for people to think that they're good people. They're willing to pimp out their kids, ruin their kids' lives, ruin their perception of gender, their ability to be in good relationships, just so that their friends and society at large think that they're good people. That is so fucked up. Agreed. CPS needs to get involved and take this kid away. Yeah, I always wrestle with, well, I wrestle with these questions because I want to be very cautious about thinking, you know, be very cautious generally about what the government's role is in intervening in parenting. And I want to be as conservative on that as possible because I don't. Yeah, think, yeah. But, but, but think at about the same this. Time, you can have your child taken from you in um, in Canada if you misgender them. In Sweden, you can have your child taken from you if you homeschool. CPS will just take your kids. Hmm. Um. 
I mean, they're already doing it. Like if, if we're going to be taking kids from people anyway, and the government's going to have their hand in their, in, in people's family lives, then like, these are the kids that need to yeah. go to better families. Well, I do, I do grant your point that this seems to violate the fundamental parenting principle or the role of parenting. Again, Protect your children. And guidance, right? Yes. Guidance. And, and she's admitting with the way that she describes, no, I let my child guide me essentially. That is so stupid. That is so yeah. stupid. Sorry. What's this, the point the, of even being a parent? Like yeah, you're not keeping your kids emancipate safe. Emancipate your child right now. And not to mention that like drunken drag clubs and stuff, you cannot tell me that there's like not going to be a huge element of orgy style debauchery. I mean, that exists within mm. the gay community. Mm. There is a bathhouse blocks from my apartment. Like I, I am serious. Mm. Ma male promiscuity in the gay community is, is out of control. So this child is going to be put in this environment and exploited in this environment. Mm. It, I mean, well, how, how quick do you think this kid's going to start be sexually active? I, you're asking me to speculate on it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, but, but I would say that given the comfort this mother has with enabling her child to do any and everything that her child sees fit, I don't, I wouldn't, I couldn't foresee she's any gonna objection. Say, she's, she's sexualizing him and she's going to say, you know, there's nothing wrong with any of your sexual urges. And if you want to feed your sexual urges, you know, just try to be safe. He's going to be 15 and have a hundred sexual partners. Ugh. Well, I, uh, I I hope the best for the child. That's all I can say here. And yeah, I, I, we, we, I got to wrap it up on that because we're running short on time. We got to get super chat before we get to Liberty Doll. But right. uh, but yeah, that's the uh, that's the lactatia update. Yeah, you have Glad to throw to me into a rage file. I told you <laughs> no more stuff that's going to destroy me on the inside. Um, yeah. All right. Where were we? At, where were we last? It was Jay Fry, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, shit. Sorry, sorry, guys. I got. Uh, I can refresh oh, my. Oh, there we opinion. go. Yeah. Thoughts on the new abortion law from Chicago conservative? Two dollars. Um. Ooh, I don't know. I am. Uh, I am unaware, but I will read a story if you send it to me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know the law. Um. Thank you, then we have David Howard gave us five dollars and ten cents. How does CNN know Charlottesville guy didn't culturally appropriate European vehicle attacks? That is a great. <laughs> Yeah. Um, then we have Lee Wilson, $5. And he said, Lee donates $1,000. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Excuse me. Uh, Roy Kidman. Uh, the real Gills wants to polish Matt's pants sword. Oh, my. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I hear that, Matt. All right. Cool. Um, Knight <laughs> gave us five euro. Let me tell you, in Germany, we are at the boiling point. Won't change anything, though. All the Nazi Gills. Mm. Yeah. I actually deep. got a message from somebody a few days ago, and, and they were like, I live in Germany. You've clearly never been to Germany. Everything's fine here. It was about one of my videos. And I was like, I filmed this from Germany, dude. <laughs> I guess a lot of Germans are still deeply in denial about, you know, their huh. demographic replacement and decline. Um, and we have Cap Strong, $10. Paris, together and you think this shit is important. It's not just in case you thought it was then. The world really is sad. Punctuation is important, people. Mm. That, was, that was a hard sentence to get through. Um, thank you for the donation. It. Yeah, thank you. Josh D. Marshall, $5. I don't need to eat. This show provides me brain food. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, that's um, very kind. That's far too kind for our super chat, though. You're going to have to <laughs> up yeah. the meanness. <laughs> uh, then Yoda Economics gave us, gave us $5. Blonde, I heard Joe Rogan, too. Not everyone is a cuck just because you disagree with them. Um, yeah, but that's I thought true. that he... <laughs> I mean, that's, that's true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That, I mean, 
Yeah. Well, I'll address this later. Uh, Chicago. He, he, you're referring to the statue stuff, though, because yeah. uh, that's that's um, we talked to Yoda last week on the Colin show about statues. So, um, yeah, so he's I mean, on the other side of the statue. Thing. He was saying, you know, he was saying there there's no slippery slope. Like, it's so ridiculous for Trump to say that George Washington is going to be next in the chopping block. But that's the logical conclusion. I thought what he said was fine. And I thought Joe Rogan was just virtue signaling out the ass. I mean, you have to you have to under. When you're watching somebody like Joe Rogan, you're like, all right, this person's liberal. I'm going to get some of that. Um, but, you know, he's a, he's a libertarian for the most part. So I, I still yeah. watch his show. I think he's funny. He has good guests. So, yeah, I but have yeah, moments. I, really that he cucked out I have, I generally, um, I'm mostly with Joe on things he says, but then every once in a while he kind of goes off the rails. This might be one such case. I don't know. I haven't heard it. Yeah, I mean, he's just railing on Trump and then, you know, talking about how white nationalism is, is a, a huge element in, in the in the right. And I, I just felt like, ugh, like hmm. I don't really think that you understand the political climate as well as you purport to. Hmm. Um, then we have Chicago Conservative $2. Uh, would you rather read only Vox or HuffPo or cut off a finger? I Oh, um, God, I'd probably rather read HuffPo. Ugh, I don't know. What about the finger? That's a good option. Not cutting off my finger. Too vain. Which finger? Sure. <laughs> I need like index and thumb, but the rest. Uh, thank you for that, though. Uh, then we have Mr. Sir Cata gave us five dollars. Hey, first time catching you guys live. Thanks. Will I get my Irish reparations? <laughs> ah, <laughs> Not a well, chance. Yeah. Just, uh, Sorry, bro. I don't know what we can do about them. Yeah. Uh, then we have Chicago conservative two dollars. Nipple size penis or penis size nipples. <laughs> Well, I think that's one for you, I guess. Well, I, as a man, I mean, you have to, as a man, you can't go nipple-sized penis, even if you're going to be a freak in other ways. Yeah, you have to have a normal-sized penis, even if it means you have giant nipples, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that we covered this. This is important shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have Squirrel Knight, five euro. BB, I know you're watching. Do your job or my wife will divorce me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Squirrel Knight. Sorry to Squirrel um, Knight's wife. I know, geez. Craig Sneed, five dollars. First night watching live show, loving it. Mac on my attention. I have watched back to the Skag Speaks days. You're, you had a show called Holy Skag God. Speaks? It was called, yeah, Skaggy Speaks back when I uh, was under the Skag 3 name. It was, when I, it was at a time when I really didn't know what my channel I mean, it was a hobby at that point, obviously, not as professional as it is now, you know, but um, it's professional. You're always but, dogging on yourself. But uh, I, I was kind of going away from the video game stuff, but I wanted to talk about social issues, but I wasn't yeah. doing the on camera things. So it was like a commentary. You don't need to watch those videos. You can just stay in the present and you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, I miss the skag days. But thank you for going back to, to thank you for the channel loyalty. Been, using, been with you since the beginning. Um then we have Scrooge McDuck, $20. Thank you very much. Hey, my friends, we need to take a stand against the enemies of free, spe free speech now. Did you see Dan Harmon said 39% of the country were literal Nazis? Love you guys. I'm going to donate mm. to your Patreon. No, I didn't I need, see that. Just, I need to check that, that, that out. The same thing. And thank you for supporting the show. Thank you very much. Um, then we have Black Magic. Yeah, I got to look that up. That's insane. Yeah, that, that's, geez. Southern Poverty Law Center said that there are only 5,000 KKK members, and I'm like, I would die of shock if it was... And as you said, they are highly inclined to inflate. Yeah. Highly 5,000, and that's like at the top end of your estimate. Like, yeah. come on. And this is what we're worried about. 1.8 billion Muslims. Everybody keep that in mind. Um, Black Magic gave us $5 and said, I hate it when Alex Jones is right. I know, right? <laughs> uh, then we have Squirrel Night again, 100 euro. Jeez, thank, thank you, you so cow. much. And he said, seriously, um, Ebba Ackerland, look at the fuck up. And I believe that that is the 11-year-old hmm. girl that was killed in the Stockholm 
attack. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost positive that that's true. Okay. There was a picture of her the mainstream media wouldn't show despite us, despite them showing us that picture of the little drowned Turkish boy like every day for yeah, yeah. months. Um, then we have Stan. Don't judge the fast food then jerk offers. <laughs> okay. Scrooge McDuck, $2. Hackers of the world unite. Then we have JJNNN, um, Hack the Planet. Unorthodox Thinker, $2. LOL at people defending Islam, which is a supremacist ideology. Yes, it is. Mm. Um, then we have $5 from Maramantha. Thanks, Blonde. I live in Seattle and I'm almost 30. I don't think about jumping off buildings yet. You're a dude. <laughs> it's cool. You don't become yeah. creepy when you go to bars, at least college bars, until you're like... 35. Yeah. And I, I, th I do think it's, yeah, you're right. I think it's generally easier to date younger as a man, you know, than it is. It to, is, um, it is. But still, yeah. like I hear a lot of people that are like pickup artist types. Like I was in this Uber the other day and this, it was this like loser older guy. And he's like, I only sleep with women that are 26 or younger. I'm like, mm -hmm. you're old and you drive, you drive an Uber. So I think that like men also at some point become creepy and old, no matter how rich they are. <laughs> And nobody's really talking about this. And I think that that kind of does happen around 35 or 40, you know, right. when can you stop going into a college bar? And then we have space. Well, whale, I, I stopped million. a few years ago. I don't do that crap anymore. I mean, you're not even 30 yet. And if you went into yeah. a college bar right now, people would probably be like, Hey, yeah. what are you doing here? Get <laughs> Is out. that guy with that terrible YouTube channel? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> yeah, really. See that one? Yeah. Um, anyway. Then we have Space Whale, $5. You're not alone in the Seattle area, Blonde. Sad to hear you're going to be leaving eventually. Love this show, you too. Thank you, Ice. We'll be here for eight to ten more months, though. Hmm. Um, Viking Insane, $2. Would totally sniff Alex Jones' butthole. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Oh, not, no more butthole talk. We got I it. I know. Dan Irish, we still have a bunch more. I don't know what to tell you. we okay. we got to read them. All right. Uh, All right. Dan Irish, $10. Uh, Matt has miked Lactatia for too long. I know. No more Lactatia. <laughs> Sorry. Josh D. Marshall, $2, that child's life is over. I don't know. I mean, it's not It's not his fault. It's his stupid, fat, feminist mother's fault. We should have pity on Lactatia when, when he gets to adulthood. Yeah, I agree. I, I do feel bad for Lactatia. Scrooge McDuck, um, another $20. Thank you. Duck, duck, go, go. Mines, gab. We hackers need to go on the offensive against the social justice warriors. The time for appeasement is over. These people can't be reasoned with. Any hackers, contact me for a secure reconnect. I cannot right. endorse that. Yeah, I cannot. If, if you're talking like hacking, doxing, can't Ooh. do it. Can't do it. It's all I, a dirty tactic. We dare somehow, but no, I appreciate your support for the show and I appreciate <laughs> the, the, I, I do. I appreciate the discussion point, but I got, I definitely have to draw the line at any kind of endorsement of hacking or, or doxing. Um, then we have wild warlock $5. Would the mother support the kid if he was a small government conservative that wants slow immigration <laughs> and believe in no same sex marriage? No, you know, she excellent. would be like, you're not my son anymore. Excellent yeah. question. It is yeah, an does excellent that worldview get uh, uh, enabled? Yeah, I know. Um, $25 from Nunya Stockson. Time and again, we have said that giving into these kinds of things that LGBTQ thing, that LT, LGBTQ, BTQ, I can never say it, um, that would lead BLT, to a slippery slope. BBQ. I know. That would lead to the slippery slope of this bullshit here. Time and again, we were told that all gays wanted was equal rights, and here we are. Um, one of two. Thank you for reading my chat last stream. Come the rapture. This is $50 for my AMA money. Witness me. So that was $50 total. Thank you so oh, well, much, Junior. Um, I, I, do, um, I, I would say that I share that frustration, but I also will say I think there are plenty within the community who look at this lactatia thing and say, no, 
No. Yeah, like, like I this definitely, is a, this, uh, you know. I would be high. I'm sure there are plenty of, of LGBT individuals who look at that and are highly annoyed and don't think that it represents their interests or that don't endorse it in any way. So I was um, walking the other day and I saw somebody had a sign in their window that said LGBTQIA. <sighs> if you're a kid, don't be afraid to go your own way. <sighs> what is the IA? Is this new? Intersex, Intersex? and... Asexual? Asexual, yeah. Jesus, fuck. These yeah. people. Um, Joel Dykeman, $5. The woman with a child named Lactatia happens to have a septum piercing, really hitting the cow theme a bunch there, lady. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Dangerous Spaces, $5. Parents should absolutely judge. It's their job. You judge for your children uh, until they can do it for themselves. What's wrong Correct. with these people? And that's yeah. so true, and that's something that a general criticism I have of society is, when did judgment become such a bad thing? Like, you know, I pass judgment on food to decide not to be a fat ass and to eat things that are good for my body. Like I need my judgment to make basic life decisions about what's good and bad for me. Hmm. But suddenly all judgment's bad. That's a really dangerous concept for a society. Um, then we have Goblin Unofficial, $5. I watch these cringe compilations as part of my uh, waste away diet plan. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, Scrooge McDuck again, $5. Antifa infrastructure must be disrupted and rooted out wherever they are found. They are a fifth column and go beyond the First Amendment. Hmm. Then we have Skepticles, um, gave us $30. As a new Thank skeptic you. YouTuber, I'm having trouble, um, I have a trouble finding motivation to make content due to censorship. I also don't want to be reiterating points that have already been made. Do you have this issue? Um, you want to save that one for Wednesday? That's a good, that's a good Wednesday, uh, sure. question. Um, uh, I so shall. we'll 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 get to that at the end of Wednesday's Colin Show podcast because that one requires a little more elaboration. Yeah, and I would say the first thing that you should do is leave the skeptic community because they have tapped out all their ideas. They're not coming up with anything new. Um, and then we have FFE Jupe. Uh, never mind, blonde Matt. Will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm awesome. not engaged yet, so I am eligible. All right. And then we have Jay Fry again, $2. They're going after Gandhi because of his black views. Um, Squirrel Knight, 10 more euros. Stop reading the, the super chat in reverse order, Blonde. I'm starting to believe your blondness is genetic. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And then we have two more. Sorry. Okay. Um, all right. I was going to say, Yamaha we're like, we're, we would have to actually like chop. I, I don't know what to know. do. Anyway, I, let's, let's. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, as a non-fascist, I'm sick of being mischaracterized. Not all. Also, she is more responsible than Sunnis, open reform, and respect science and the last one john winkleheimer mm. if you're tired of mainstream political parties matt and i fully endorse the lemon party which can be found at lemonparty.org yeah that's true yeah it's great i really like their platform it's excellent <laughs> thank you for that holy sorry cow. if we missed your super chat we're gonna have to yeah. figure out something else because we can't be taking uh, so much showtime to excellent do yeah excellent problem to have i mean but yeah, yeah. realistically on-air production meeting here while we talk about how we're going to manage the show yeah man it's tough like at this i i, I can't express how grateful we are for the support for the show, obviously. Um, and that's why we want to get to everybody. But at the same time, like, we also have a show <laughs> that we have to make. <laughs> so it's a real yeah. catch-22. So we'll figure it out. Um, and I hope that if you are annoyed, if you're listening and you're annoyed <laughs> with all the Super Chat reading, we're doing it with we're the trying. best of intent. Yeah. Just like, because uh, we're so grateful to the people who choose to support this show. So um, anyway, we... Uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll figure it out. We'll leave it at that. And, uh, and, um, appreciate everybody who's parting with hard earned money to keep this show going. It's damn. Uh, I don't know. I appreciate that. Uh, that a lot as I know you do too. Of course. Love our so, subs. Yeah. 
So let's um let's just get out of here. Let's get them to the interview because I don't want to bury Liberty Doll because I really like talking to Liberty Doll and I hope people will enjoy her. She's coming up next. Uh, thank you to the super chatters, as we said, live viewers, live chatters, everyone hanging out live. We appreciate you. Uh, trying to keep us honest, giving us facts when we uh, when we uh, stray away from them. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening on uh, YouTube later, or you're listening on a podcast audio platform on demand, we appreciate you as well. Remember, there is more material, more of the show on those. Uh, podcast audio platforms itunes google play soundcloud stitcher whatever where you find your podcast you can find us you can email us beauty and the beta at gmail.com we will be back next sunday because if it is sunday i'm sorry chuck todd it is not meet the press it is beauty and the beta we got liberty doll coming up right after the break here please do give her channel a visit i really i really like it i've enjoyed my time there over the last week or so have a good night bye guys Welcome back. We are pleased to host our guest this evening, up-and-coming YouTuber for whom we've had quite a few requests, at least I can say personally I have, Liberty Doll. Thanks for being Hi. on the show. Welcome. We're happy to have Hello. you. Hello. Thanks for having me. I definitely have some fans to thank for bugging you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I'm new to your channel, and the way I found it was through some some Twitter recommendations. So off the bat, just, I mean, for our audience who might be new to you, for me personally, who's new to you. Can you just kind of explain to me your, your YouTube uh, trail or your YouTube journey? Like how did you My get on YouTube? YouTube Why? How long has it been? Well, so originally it didn't even start with YouTube. I started a Facebook page back in like 2013, I think it was, when there was all those like blonde girls making all those libertarian Facebook pages. And I was blonde at the time too. Huh. So I was sort of like in this sea of anonymous libertarian girls there was like libertarian <laughs> girl and liberty girl and libertarian lady and liberty bell and all these things um and i i started it because i really enjoy writing and i really enjoyed politics and i had just sort of like gotten woke at the time <laughs> um so i wrote blogs and um eventually a bunch of people started commenting on facebook and saying oh well I like your posts, but I don't really want to sit and read a blog, and no one reads anymore, so you should make videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I made, like, two videos that were really terrible, and I was usually either outside or, like, crunched up on a table under a, like, reading lamp, really mm -hmm. awkwardly balancing my laptop. And <laughs> then I took a hiatus for a while, um, and then... People kept saying, oh, you should make more videos, make more videos. But I never imagined that I would actually have enough to say to do any mm. sort of weekly, regular video. 
And then I got brought on to a couple podcasts. Uh, there was the currency of anarchy. There was abolishing all authority for a little while. And then uh, sometime last year, I think it was, some guys from the Gary Johnson campaign asked me to do a podcast with them called Liberty Late Night that had all of like 10 episodes. <laughs> yeah, that and sounds then, like a, a Gary Johnson venture, something that didn't get very far. <laughs> it very much was. And one of the guys yeah. was running for some office at the time too. So like no one could ever sync up and it was awful and terrible. Uh, and I just never follow anything that's actually happening in the libertarian party so i never really had much to talk about and then one day literally i was like i'm gonna start my own podcast and then i filmed a video the next day and am a perfectionist and decided from then on that i needed to do weekly videos like hmm. or else or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, that's great. It's uh, it's always nice to look back at your old stuff. I say if you oh, look back at your old stuff and cringe, that means you're doing well, you know? Right. It oh, means like so you, cringy. You, so yeah, cringy. But it means you've been able to improve over time. Oh, now I got... Oh, you froze for a second, Blonde, but now you're back. So worried because all our stuff's freezing lately, but everybody looks good. Anyway, um, so I was looking through uh, some of your videos, and uh, obviously you have talked about what a lot of people have talked about with the Google Memo stuff. And, um, yeah. and you did a, you put together a lengthy video on that. One thing that really interested me in there was you spoke a little bit to some of the, um, the psychological research that goes into right. what James Damore put together. And, and, uh, as far as I understand, you're someone with like a, a psychological background, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I am a licensed mental health therapist by trade. I decided I was going to be a therapist when I was 13, which was really bizarre. And so I started my research by going to yard sales and buying college textbooks and reading them cover to cover, even though I didn't always understand what I was reading. Hmm. So I've been like entrenched in this stuff for quite some time. What can you tell me about the some of the scientific basis for some of the things Damore said, because I think that stuff's pretty interesting. One of the things you mentioned in your video was you, you looked into these and you found them on Google Scholar, yes. which is <laughs> wonderfully <laughs> ironic to me. But if you can yeah. just comment on some of those, some of those, uh, those papers or those studies. Okay. Uh, well, so the ones that I found on Google Scholar, uh, I, I don't know a whole much about them. I read through them. They're the pretty mm. standard thing. They go uh, research the big five personality traits that have been found across all cultures. And I believe they have found the same gender differences or similar gender differences in the 53 cultures that have been studied. There was another study that did a meta-analysis of 26. Um, this research is so prevalent that you can just go on Google Scholar and type it in and find a bunch of stuff. Typically, this sort of research you would only have access to if you've paid for the databases or you're on a college campus or in a research lab or something like that. But again, this research is so prevalent and has been around for so long that it's just out there floating around for free on Google Scholar. <laughs> Yet uh, Google, the company, has no comment on it, I am told. Yeah, really. uh, how can they host such hateful things? It's unbelievable. Uh, Did you take issue with anything that he said in his memo? James Damore. Uh, not particularly. Well... Well, I did. <laughs> I took issue with the part 
where he said, well, you know, all this can be remedied because feminism and if we allow men to be more feminine. And I am a reformed feminist. And mm. as a reformed feminist, I find that pretty offensive and sad. We, you know, everyone talks about toxic masculinity, but toxic, toxic masculinity is masculinity. And that is slowly dying out. And I don't know. These, like, snowflake betas out there are not very attractive. <laughs> yeah. Well, you and Blonde no are really going to get a... Oh. I know, no, that's... <laughs> I'll have you know I am an, an ironic beta. I am not a, I am not a genuine beta. The, show, the name of the show is a joke. It's a gag. Everyone needs to understand that. No, I'm kidding. Um, Thanks a lot. Jeez. Yeah, that, that joke made me lose my train of thought. I lost my question. Bail me out, uh, We're talking about beta males. Oh, the one, the one thing that was amusing to Blonde and I was, as you talk about toxic masculinity, that all of a sudden you see James Damore go and, and do all these interviews that he's done, and he himself is clearly like an introverted, soft-spoken, not soft very aggressive yeah. guy, kind of awkward guy, and all of a sudden he is going to be the, the face of toxic masculinity to the feminist circles. That's, that's pretty hilarious. He is um, the stereotypical like IT tech guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. he did in the memo mention several times, like, I am a proponent of diversity, mm -hmm. yet all the claims he was making that he that he, he was making was not really supporting the position that he was taking. I don't know. I, 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 mean, I took issue with it in that regard, too. Like, he should have well, taken I mean, a the journalists, and, like, the journalists that reported on it clearly did not actually read it. Or if they did, then they just don't have reading comprehension skills. Yeah. yeah I mean, they must not have read it. Maybe they did, and they, they still were offended. Yeah, who I, I don't know. The narrative is uh, the narrative runs deep, you know. You'll never break it. But um, do you guys want to talk about Charlottesville? Well, you you mentioned yeah. you're, you mentioned you're working on a Charlottesville video. So what yes. um, you want to break news here? Well, I guess we won't air this till Sunday, so it'll probably be up already. But mm -hmm. you can give us a teaser for the time being. <laughs> what oh do you intend God. to talk about? It took me three days. Three days. Um, usually I can like bang out a, a script and all the research for the video in like four hours. No, this was a three day endeavor. Mm -hmm. And what I kept seeing was people saying that this was biased media reports, biased media reports, but I couldn't find anything um, that, I don't know, put this in, I, I guess, what they would call an accurate light that was not like Daily Stormer or Occidental Descent or any of those, you know, white supremacist websites that might actually be white supremacist websites. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, speaking of uh, Daily Stormer, I don't think you can find it anymore. It's no, been like booted off the internet for all time. Error 404, 401, yeah. whatever they are. They couldn't even With... get a Russian URL, even Russia yeah. took them out. And I mean, I have to say, what's oh, really no. interesting is um, the the people that, well, some of the people that were doing the Charlottesville rally have a rally planned in Boston on August 19th. And I was asked to speak at that. And I turned it down mm. for a number of reasons, including but not limited to I'm in the middle of starting a business and I am mm. in the liberal therapy world. And that would be absolute death. Yeah. If my picture showed up anywhere around one of these things. But now, yeah. especially after everything that went down in Charlottesville and all these people from Massachusetts on my news feed talking about how they're going to go to, like, kill Nazis, I am really, really glad. 
that I'm not going. And interestingly enough, the Massachusetts Libertarian, State Libertarian Party, whatever, is like kind of synced up with it too, which is kind of weird. But uh, yeah, I'm really glad that I turned that down at this point. Hmm. Would be uh, that would be some bad times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's not a good time to be casually associated with Nazis or tangentially associated <laughs> with them in terms of your safety. No. Uh, I really don't want to get like bottles of piss thrown at me or anything. I think that's kind that of a rite of passage. That might be a good time. It is. Yeah, it's you should. Best case um... scenario at this point too. Yeah, yeah, it's kind I of a badge of honor. Also, I read that um, Antifa were also throwing balloons filled with literal shit. That means someone had to like <laughs> take a shit and then pick it up and put it in a balloon. That is so ah, nah. They got they got to be more sophisticated than that. I would think they would have some some you, you know you stretch it over some sort of big hole and then you just you go in it. I would think. That's what our show is now. Period blood and talking about how to funnel shits into a balloon. As though we don't talk about similarly degenerate things on a weekly basis. I, know. I mean, this is... You can find our Patreon down below because we yeah. really deserve it. Well, if it's, yeah, if it's still around. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, so uh, another thing you made a video on. Blonde's more keen on this, but I know you guys might enjoy talking about it. This uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, what's the guy's name? Im Imran Iwan guy. So he's yeah. now facing charges as of today, or I think what, there's what's like the four separate there... indictments or something. Right. Okay. I didn't look into it too much, but uh, he is formally charged today. So this is <laughs> IT guy who worked for Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the DNC, and so remind I don't know. You guys can speak intelligently about. It. I'm always <laughs> guessing what's going on with this story. Um, he was employed by multiple members of the DNC. Um throughout Debbie Wasserman Schultz's tenure, and his family was also employed. So they estimate that over the course of several years, they've gotten $4 million, this this family. Mm -hmm. And he was um, sending hundreds of thousands of dollars back to Pakistan, and then he got caught trying to flee the country. And that was after he, like, ditched all of his servers, uh, like, smashed them and everything. Right. It's very, very suspicious. His family ties are very suspicious. Uh, what What was he doing for the DNC? I mean, we know for a fact because it was in the WikiLeaks that he did have access to Debbie Wasserman Schultz's email. He had her password. He, like, transmitted it hmm. to somebody else, and that's confirmed through the WikiLeaks. So we know that he at least had access to every one of her emails and everybody she communicated with through email, and I imagine a lot more. The whole thing stinks. And from what I understand, he was a really terrible IT guy and was yeah. pretty much <laughs> never there. Yeah, I heard that too. And I think... Was it his brother or somebody else that was on payroll and it was just by so name? He was making it was it was him and then it was his wife and then his brother and then some accounts say it was a family friend, but some accounts say it was actually a guy that he owed money to. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Right. <laughs> that's great. And oh, then no. at one point, that same guy that he owed money to um, threatened to sue him or something and Ted Deutsch out of Florida actually paid the guy off with like checks for I don't know it was like a hundred thousand dollars or something crazy like that. Hmm. And then I read that they're also involved in some uh, wiretapping scandal. Did you hear about that? Um, he was well, trying to uh, tape his sister-in-law because there was some family dispute. The stories I was reading about this family, I was like, oh, my God, what is so going on? Is this so corrupt? There, there are court documents where his stepmother alleges that um, he had wiretapped her and bugged her house while 
Uh, his dad was in the hospital, possibly dying. The guy, uh, the, right. the, the father, had a $50,000, I think, life insurance policy that the stepmom was supposed to be the beneficiary of. And through this wiretapping, threatening, mobbish thing, uh, he got the dad to sign over the life insurance policy and then tried to get a hold of this woman's property and money over in Pakistan. And when she went to the police about it, he supposedly heard it on the wiretaps and came back and was like, hey, I'm going to go kidnap and kill your family in Pakistan if you don't do what I say. <laughs> Oh, my God. So and, a real stand-up guy is what you're saying. And he yeah. even tried uh, I, on, like, two separate occasions to send in the form where you change the beneficiary without any signatures. And even after all this, the courts ruled in his favor because they said they didn't actually have any proof of the fraud. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Debbie Wasserman well, Schultz what? needs her own sitcom at this point. You know, <laughs> that's so Debbie, all these things. That's... Uh, <laughs> that's you can't make it up. I don't know that that lady. That's a, I mean, what do you think that he was doing? Uh, do you? He was clearly engaging in some kind of illegal activity, or had knowledge of the DNC engaging in some broader illegal activity, and that's why they kept him on. And this mm -hmm. was kind of hush money. But what what right. do you think he was doing? Nothing savory. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Um, I don't know. I've seen some theories that like he was the one that passed things on to WikiLeaks or something, but that seems way too noble for a guy. Yeah, like this. I heard that too, and I don't really see the incentive for him. No, to I'm I'm just figuring eh, blackmail probably. I mean, that's, that's what I was thinking. Fairly easy enough to do at this point. <laughs> but then he kept getting hired on by other members of the DNC. I think it was 17 other members that had also hired him. But that might have been blackmail, too. Maybe it was just Or bribery, something. Bribery, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. from what I understand, Washington really is like House of Cards. So who knows who pulled uh, what strings where for how much money. Mm -hmm. I still need to watch that show. I, for, I'm like the only person eh. in the world who found it boring, I think. <laughs> I really liked it. And then I tried to watch season three and was like, no, but everyone says season four is great. But I just, I can't get there. It's that Kevin <laughs> Spacey, know. like, look at the camera, like, here are the things I am doing. And I'm going to tell you about them. It, it's really, yeah. it, it kind of ruins the, the subtlety. Kind of the well, yeah, I breaking really that like fourth it. wall. I really like it from the psychological perspective because I'm actually fascinated by um, sociopaths and psychopaths. <laughs> and I'm I'm one of the few people I know that will work with them. So I just like sitting there and analyzing his character. Well, hey, speaking <laughs> he of psychopaths, psychopath. don't deny me my transition. I, I always <laughs> have to always have to have the transition. Speaking of psychopaths, uh, I don't think Blonde and I have even talked about this, but you you covered or I was watching some of your videos uh, about a professional take on Daddy O Five, <laughs> and the and the yeah. reason I bring up Daddy O Five is because now the the parents are facing charges actually yes. as of this week. So, charged with two counts of neglect of a minor, max sentence five years in prison, fines of up to five grand per charge. Um, I'll, I'll let you comment on Daddy O Five or Daddy O Five freely. Um, I would say the thing that I'm most interested in that maybe you have some unique perspective on. Um, is, I guess I'm just fascinated by what would motivate or twist a parent into prioritizing a YouTube channel and YouTube money and YouTube fame over the welfare of children. Like, how does that, how does that happen in the mind of a person? It seems so strange. 
Well, for one, there are a lot of people out there that believe that children are property and don't really recognize that they are just tiny little human beings with their own thoughts and minds. But I mean, really, most bad parenting comes from bad parenting. A lot of people grow up in whatever terrible environments and they either replicate the same thing or make little minor changes and say, well, at least I'm doing better than my mom or dad did. So I, I don't know, maybe his parents didn't treat him well. Maybe he's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, never never attribute to malice to <laughs> what you can attribute to stupidity. I think Ben Shapiro says that. Some other people say that. But yeah, that's probably fair. I can't imagine... Um, I can't imagine he has a past filled with high test scores. Let's put well, it that way. Well, I mean, and the thing is, is he wears, <laughs> he wears Echo Unlimited. And <laughs> that's something that you normally see, you see in the 90s and you see in the ghetto. Isn't that like Fred Durst brand? <laughs> Isn't Echo Unlimited official Fred yes. Durst brand? So I, yeah. I, I live south of Boston and I used to see Echo uh, when I lived in the terrible neighborhood of Dorchester. I would see it when I... Well, I still see it when I drive through Brockton, and Brockton is like a terrible, terrible place, and it's just it's a shithole. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I don't know. He wears Echo. He probably thinks that money is a really big deal. Most people are notoriously bad with money and don't realize it's just a tool. So he's probably like, "Hey, YouTube, money! I don't have yeah. to work. I can just do stupid crap on camera and get paid," and it was working for him. Uh, I'm just laughing because I, I cue you up or tee you up with, you have a nuanced professional opinion on this guy. And your response is, well, he does wear Echo. Let's be clear. <laughs> Terrible choice in clothing, which, by the way, I agree. Not a fan of his style, but uh, not the not the answer well, I was so, expecting. I mean, <laughs> I'm a professional, but I also started out in the world of community mental health, where I would be sitting in people's apartments in the projects. Yeah. And you can't sit there stone-faced and be like, tell me about your mother yeah. in a place like that. Because, like, I don't know, you'll get knifed. <laughs> <laughs> so I come from a very different world of mental health. You know, I would yeah. work with the guys on parole and probation and, you know, sit and swear with them and, you know, compare knives and gun calibers and stuff like that because that's what you have to do in those situations were you previously i know you talk about guns a lot and that's another question i want to ask you about here before we wrap it up but uh were you to link these together were you previously a firearm enthusiast or was it this professional experience that led you to firearm enthusiasm <laughs> well um sort of a half and half i suppose hmm. Um, because I was actually in grad school doing my practicum out in these really bad neighborhoods when I first started getting into firearms. And it was a combination of, um, there was one day that I was supposed to be going to a specific apartment with another therapist and I canceled for whatever reason. She still went, there was a drive-by shooting there while she was there. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, like I need to be safe. I need to protect myself. It was a combination of that. And like experiencing Alex Jones for the first time, <laughs> which is terrifying business. Um, and that was my first sort of foray into non-liberalism. And I would like be lying awake at night, terrified about all these <laughs> conspiracy things. And I was like, oh man, I, I, the end of the world is coming. Like there's going to be like an EMP. I, I need to do something. <laughs> did you get your nutrition supplements? Did you stock up? 
Yes, actually. <laughs> okay. Good. So did I. This happened to me last year. Too much info wars, and then I spent a thousand dollars on a year of food supply. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the worst part of it is everything that we got was like chili mac, and then we discovered that <laughs> so my husband has a mac. horrible, horrible allergy to gluten. So oh. like anything that that we got would like potentially kill him if he ate it. Oh no! Still <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't I haven't reached that level yet. I haven't bought the like year survival pack. Uh, soon enough. I'm I'm far enough from the craziness, I think. So you're in Boston, blondes in Seattle. I live high atop, uh, I live in a wilderness fortress, high atop a mountain in Montana, <gasps> so far, jealous. far away. Yeah, you're all so welcome jealous. to come here. But I don't I don't worry about all that stuff. But you guys should probably talk guns at some point, because I know blondes sort of in the market for personal defense weaponry. And I don't no, know. No, I have. Well, my fiance has several guns, but I am still, I do not go to the range without him. And I am still ah. so nervous firing a weapon. Like, I've gotten a lot of tips from people. I know I need to get on it and just learn how to use it and stuff. But I, I'm just still petrified. I've shot a gun so many times, and yet still every time I'm like, Ooh. What you have to do, what you have to do is go to the range, and if there's anybody else there, ask them to borrow the biggest gun that they have hmm. and just pop off like 10, 20 rounds, and then you'll be <laughs> fine with a handgun. <laughs> Like if you yeah, can get yeah. like if you can get like a twenty gauge or twelve gauge shotgun or something or a nice like AK, you'll be fine after that. No, I mean I've I definitely shot skeet with a with a twelve gauge a few times and I'm still petrified of using my handgun. I'm somehow more afraid because I don't have the control on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd rather shoot a rifle or a shotgun than a handgun. Hmm. I found for whatever reason, I mean, and granted we have a very limited supply of what we can choose from. There's like I don't know, like three nine caliber handguns or something we can choose from in Massachusetts. I actually find, and some people are going to be upset about this, I find that Glock does shoot really well, and I feel more confident with a Glock for some reason than I do with anything else. Um, and my original concealed carry weapon was a SIG P238, which is a solid metal frame 1911, and it's really itty-bitty because I didn't think that I'd be able to handle anything else, but it it's so small, it really doesn't hold the recoil well, and that kind of makes me nervous. But I can a pick up like a little hand cannon, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I can pick up like a, you know, a 40 cal Glock, whatever, and I'm fine for some reason. It's bizarre. Well, on the topic mm -hmm. of guns, another video that you made that really interested me or fascinated me, not just because of the gun angle, but because of the, the arguments people are forming in favor and against, I thought was really oh, interesting. Oh, I know so, which one this is. Yeah, so if you can explain... There's a New York congressman who is creating a law that would limit state and local ability to regulate what rifles and shotguns. I think mm -hmm. if you can explain that law, and then I just have some questions about some of the political battle over it because I find that fascinating. Well, so basically, uh, this law was put out by Collins, I believe. Um, cause it's been a couple weeks. It just it's very short and sweet. It just says, okay, you know, no one can regulate any rifles or shotguns with any laws beyond what is at the federal level. And so I mean that would defeat like the New York Safe Act, that would get rid of the assault weapons bans in California, Maryland, Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts. It would get rid of our copycat ban that we have here. It would just take it all off the books. Do I think it's going to happen? Pretty unlikely. Uh but it's the first time anything like this, I believe, has really been introduced, at least recently. Mm -hmm. um, the argument is, you know, oh, uh, 
Well, the argument against it is like, oh no, well then all these assault weapons will be out there and there will be the blood on the streets. When in reality, rifles only account for about 2% of gun crimes. That's it. And if you go online at the FBI and uh, Department of Justice uh, statistics, you'll see they could not prove that the assault weapons ban actually did anything to stop gun violence. Hmm. Nothing. And the way yeah. the argument's being framed that's really interesting to me is all of a sudden you have guys like Andrew Cuomo coming out and saying, whoa, whoa, federal government, states' <laughs> rights. States' <laughs> rights to, to in this case, restrict firearm access, which is very interesting because they're, they're taking this Tenth Amendment angle they're mm -hmm. saying that, you know, the powers of the, gov the federal government not explicitly articulated will be reserved for the states. So that's our right to regulate firearms as we see fit. However, there's that pesky Second Amendment that comes in the way. I'm not an expert on the constitutional law and how this all would play out. But it's very interesting to me that you have, at least in the case of New York, a state saying, no, 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 it's our state's right to legislate in a way that is at least debatably in conflict with another federal amendment. Your thoughts on that? I think that's really fascinating. Well, so mm, it's a little bit of a tough one in a way because, uh, you know, when I first started this process from the icky liberal that I was, I went through a phase of like, you know, constitutionalist and then like, you know, states' rights minarchist and then libertarian. So part of me is like, well, you know, states should be able to legislate that they way they want to legislate if you believe in that sort of thing <laughs> but at the same time you know constitution second amendment trumps all of that and the laws these states are putting out are just terrible and unjust and are creating more criminals than not i mean in in massachusetts for example the number one gun crime is illegal possession it's hmm. not assault and battery it's not you know i don't know murder even it's illegal possession and it's guns that people went somewhere else to buy because they're not legal here yeah. You know, gun laws do not stop gun crime. They just turn regular, everyday people into criminals. And you can go to pretty much any inner city area, go on any street corner, and you'll either find a guy or find a guy that knows a guy that can get you a gun. Yeah. The, the interesting hypothetical I think about in this case is, okay, New York, let's take your reasoning here that you have a state's right to legislate how you see fit, even when it's debatably in conflict with the Bill of Rights. Would we accept this sort of chipping away at, say, the First Amendment in this case? Would we say, yeah, New York, if you don't like hate speech, you can make some anti-hate speech laws and you can have those. If you don't like you know, racial slurs, you can ban racial slurs in New York if you want. If you don't like X, Y, and Z in terms of speech, even if the Supreme Court has specifically protected that type of speech, would we then accept New York doing that? I certainly wouldn't. I mean, I, I'd be enraged at that type of precedent. So it's, and I, I would hope a lot of people would be, but this whole thing is just very strange in terms of a state making you this don't, argument. Thing. You don't think that people are just jonesing to balkanize? That's how it feels to mm. me. Like everybody just wants to get into their own region with other people that share their views. Well, I was mm. actually going to say the problem with really 
any big blanket law like this is that people do not have the option to opt out. If hmm. these were smaller communities and people had the option to opt out, then they could say, oh, well, you know, this place bans hate speech and I don't like that, so I'll just leave. It's a lot harder to do that when it's these, you know, big states and there's all these regulations around coming and going and I mean if you want to avoid say the gun control you have to leave New England pretty much completely right or you know hold yourself up in some like mountain in Vermont yeah 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 <laughs> All right. Well, we are at a half hour. So man, time goes by quickly when, uh, when it's good conversation, but that's all we asked for. So, uh, unless, do you have more questions, Blonde? I'm, uh, no, I think my I list. covered everything. Yeah. I just right, wanted well, to get her take on the Imran Awan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say that guy's name on first try. Any, I want to call him Imam Awani. Yeah. I don't know why. What I, I, say I have too. to do uh, with a lot of these names is I have to actually go on YouTube and type in pronounce Imran Awan <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then sit there and repeat it to myself about like 10 times I, before yeah. I get it. And I do still that sometimes too. halfway through, I'm like, oh wait, did I say the wrong thing? Do you ever end up on those videos too, with those pronunciation videos where it's like, whoever makes them, they do that like spiral transition and it takes yes. like 10 seconds to get to the pronunciation. Yes. Like just, just put, it, put it first, put it one second <laughs> in. I don't need your, ooh, the graphics of the spiral transition. <laughs> Audience, maybe some, maybe some people understand that struggle. Likely they don't, they don't know what I'm talking about. So it's probably a good time for me to, uh, to wrap it up. But that is our guest, Liberty Doll. Please do find her links uh, down in the description. And if you do visit her, please tell her that we sent you. We'd appreciate it. And uh, thanks. It was a great conversation. And we'd love to have yeah. you back another time. Absolutely. It was great. Thanks for having me. Sure. Thank you. Have a good, good night, everyone.